0: We're about to cover the biggest conspiracy film of all time. This film is uncovering such a large conspiracy. I'm actually kind of surprised Oliver Stone didn't direct it, huh, Zach?
1: Fuck it, Oliver Stone. I hear he wanted to, but they fucking basically, fucking big cum Enterprises, they they snatched Oliver Stone, told him he couldn't make this. He, he refused. He wanted to make this movie. So they basically killed him and uh, created a fake Oliver Stone in the lab to throw us all off so we didn't know.
0: Yeah, this movie's definitely an enigma wrapped inside a mystery of a shell, of a conspiracy. And they definitely do, you can tell a Big cum is behind this film because the opening shot of the movie, the very first thing you see after the logos is a girl making a Big cum face. I mean, and this, mm-hmm. this film came out, what, the year 2000? This is way before Next Nurse 3 was on, um, you know, whatever, OnlyFans making a living out of it. So they were predicting the way a young woman would be making a living 20 years from then, so...
1: He's like, don't forget before the fucking MGM logo, they had the Universal logo where they're lying about the flat Earth. That's a, a round Earth icing <laughs> thing. Exactly. That.
0: I don't know. I have it paused on the Universal logo and it's a circle, but it, it doesn't. Like, this is a weird cause version of the logo. Because you remember how the, how the other ones, like from the 90s, would kind of show up from the side and it would swoop around the. The planet mm. and you can see it was around this is like a ball that's just flat maybe this is uncovering flat earth i don't know maybe maybe, maybe they're just taunting that? you because because they, they perpetuated the round ball uh earth theory for so long now they're just confronting you right in the face with it so
1: exactly they're taunting us
0: so yeah we have a pause on the opening the universal logo because this was a universal mgm co-production in some way so you are going to see both logos but First one is universal. We just have a pause where it says universal across the uh, round flat Earth, and underneath there it says universalstudios.com. Ironically, I went to universalstudios.com to research flat Earth, and it did not have any information.
1: You fucking! You have to do it when our boy fucking dies, falling to his death, fucking yelling that we need to do that, screaming
0: out. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So I'm gonna say one, two, three, go. And you hear me say the word go? Please put. play on your uh dvd remotes your google chromecast remotes whatever you got <laughs> whatever you're watching this on um yeah so i'm gonna say everybody ready one two three go finally this awesome movie started now what, watch this oh, act like okay you hear the lion roar and then it zooms into the logo watch this oh big cone
1: <laughs> oh hell yes What are they trying to tell us? Like, is the lion basically uh, the ambassador of cum? Like, like, are they trying to let us know that fucking the, the, the heart of a lion is the big cum face?
0: Yeah, pretty much he is.
1: did we even mention what the movie
0: is (laughs) yeah it's the biggest conspiracy film of all time Josie and the pussycats (laughs) now here's our boy justin chatwin in his first movie ever the male fan of du jour the boy band and then he would go on to play goku and tom cruise son and um what was it called war of the worlds big time actor this is you can see his very first job right here at the beginning of Josie and the pussycats which ironically opens with the boy band
1: Mm-hmm. It's kind of so we oh hey we got fucking Seth Green we got fucking uh Brecken Meyer yep. fucking uh the Big Day what whatever happened to Breck and Meyer I haven't seen him forever
0: he made a lot of money um oh don't don't forget the the guy I'm blanking on his name that was in Clueless as well Faison what's his name Donald Faison or something like that
1: oh yeah yeah
0: but uh, this yeah Brecken Meyer remember he made that lawyer show on TNT with uh, mm. Zach Morris. Oh yeah! I can't remember anybody's like real name right now. I don't know why my brain is like oddly empty.
1: Oh yeah, this is this is this movie was ahead of its time because it's like it comes out, it's like oh, it's this movie based on the like comic book cartoon series, but like uh, basically they went meta with it and they kind of fucking they they uh, mock the whole. Uh, you know the uh the commercialism and, mu- and music and like they kind of make it out like oh it's a big conspiracy where they're selling us products through the music they're putting subliminal messages they got the guy that does movie phone to put the subliminal message in all the fucking big pops on very very uh chad
0: very chad well um, did you, the film starts out it's actually not about Josie and the pussycats it's about De the number one band in the world which is a boy oh, yeah. band and um, they just like land an airplane and jump out and start doing a concert. Like the fans are on the runway. <laughs> Did you notice that?
1: Hell oh, yeah, they're fucking jiving, having a good time.
0: Yeah, it's funny too. <laughs> <laughs> they sound fucking terrible. <laughs> well, we should say they—they were singing their hit song "Backdoor Lover," which like exactly. clearly they're into anal sex. But, um, oh yeah, yeah. A fun fact, I'm watching this film with subtitles on, and like the majority of the subtitles cut off the bottom of the screen. I don't know what that's about. Oh, <laughs> so I can't man. even read. Thank you, stars. Stars, stars app. app. Thank you.
1: See, I got, I'm Big Chat. I got the the DVD because this isn't out on Blu ray. No. Fucking, uh, this is not like Big Hum doesn't want us to remember this movie exists. That's why.
0: Well, it's because after a certain while, you know, people started catching on to the actual subliminal messages of this movie telling you how, you know, big come. Now, here at DuJour, like, their whole inside of their plane is sponsored by Target. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're arguing over who's who's got their face big enough on the Coke cans.
1: Exactly. There's just all kinds of products around, like, fucking... It, it, very commercial, like, bounce. Why There's fucking laundry detergent sitting on the wall there. Why they need laundry detergent or whatever that is well, in the that, fucking plane. It's
0: not sitting on the wall, Zach. It's glued to the wall.
1: Exactly. <laughs> it's fucking just displayed there like it's a store front, maybe.
0: In this movie, they don't, like, work the product placement in, like, oh, somebody's doing their laundry. Here's some bounce. So they just glue it to the wall, and you look at it. <laughs>
1: Exactly, they're fucking. It's it's five head shit. They're like fucking. Why are they just trying to sell me product? It's fucking meta, baby. It
0: knows. It knows. Because they're trying to get you to think, get you to research flat earth.
1: And and this scene right here, they're basically uh, Right here, uh, this is kind of what starts the whole lead up to uh, Josie and the Pussycats. Basically, these dumb boy band uh, guys basically figure out like they they they're in. They're they're noticing like, hey, we were listening to the mix of our new song and we heard something weird. So basically they're hearing the subliminal stuff and they, they pointed out to the guy... Who's you know their manager, and uh, he's like fucking he does the whole South Park meeting. He's like, oh shit, there's a turd in the punch bowl. They know too much, so he goes up to the guy in the cockpit and he's like, they know too much, and they just fucking jump out and uh, they let them, uh stay up there and die, baby. And they, basically they they point out like, oh isn't it weird that fucking so many big bands die and plane crashes and fucking very chat yeah, like it's basically yeah like oh it, they they found out too much and fucking uh, they come they jumped out and fucking let him die, baby. Mary Chad.
0: Well, a lot of people don't know that this opening sequence is actually the inspiration for the beginning of uh, Mission Impossible 2, where the guy, oh. uh, you know, meets the guy on the airplane and it's in the mid-flight and he just jumps out the side while the plane crashes.
1: I heard there was somebody, one of the writers of Mission Impossible 2 were on the set of this movie and they actually met Fred Durris later in the movie. Uh It looks like a cardboard cutout, uh, that scene where they're at Total Request Live, but that was the real Fred Durst. They were just pretending they, they put makeup on all the actors. And that. We'll talk about that when it comes up, though. Like, Yeah, this is where he's like, oh, shit, we, we noticed some weird shit in our music. Well, take a listen to this.
0: Yeah, when they were at Total Request Live, they didn't realize that Fred Durst actually just hung out there like all the time.
1: Fred Durst, what a fucking king.
0: He is a king. And he what, uh, would he would go on to film uh, the best movie of the 2010s with our, uh, or maybe it was the 2020s, actually. I can't remember what year it came out, but that one with Travolta. I think
1: 2019, fucking The Fanatic. Yeah, the, 20, the 20-teens. Had yeah, John Travolta and uh, fucking American Treasure, of uh, fucking Devin Sawa, the oh, guy who yeah. played Stan in the fucking Eminem music video.
0: Yeah, he actually makes a lot of movies with uh, John Travolta. I've, I've seen some other ones he's in with them.
1: Big Chad, Big Chad. See, look, now they're fucking jumping out of that airplane. They're going to let these boy band fuckers just die. Fucking, imagine doing that to Seth Green. Fucking Seth Green. Yeah. He was in uh, fucking Idle Hand. That's a great film.
0: He was. And this monkey is amazing that he, he has a pet monkey. It's a little tiny. It's not even like a regular circus monkey. It's just like a tiny fruit tree monkey. Uh,
1: yeah, there's just a monkey there for no reason that they're hanging out with. You think that's the same monkey that was in that random scene in American Pie when it's just hanging out with Blink-182? Remember when Blink-182 just showed up in American Pie for no reason?
0: actually I do I don't know if it was that monkey or not I th- I thought for sure I recognized them from that uh, scene in Cannibal Holocaust oh, hell yeah.
1: oh look who we got basically the real name of this movie could have been just Stacey's mm-hmm.
0: because it's just three
1: Stacy. basically fucking three Stacey's big come big come and then uh, basically yeah they brought it up to date the, the fucking you know, it's not you know, it's not the, the cartoon we grew up with. Josie and the Pussycat. Now they're like a pop punk band, fucking which was very popular at the time this came out. And like you know, fucking, uh, it, it kind of stayed somewhat popular. It never really went away. But like, yeah, I I think uh, the little the songs in here are pretty catchy. They're okay. They're not terrible.
0: I heard the original uh, title for this film was Two and a Half Stacys. Mm. But who they- was the half? But then they, uh, the drummer, probably. <laughs> but but probably. then they actually secured the rights, so it went from being a Josie and Pussycats knockoff to being an actual Josie and Pussycats film.
1: Exactly. We got Rachel E. Cook as Josie, mm-hmm. the main, the guitar player. We got Rosario Dawson, which is fucking crazy. Like, I know. what's funny is whenever I saw Clerks, Clerks Two was the the movie where I thought I. Uh, Rosario Dawson just showed up for the first time. I was like, well, "Who was this Stacy shaking her titties around on uh, fucking on the on the building of the clerks uh, hangout or whatever?" And it was just like fucking. I knew I recognized her, but it's like fucking. I grew up watching Josie and the Pussycat. Yeah, that was the first time, and I just yeah, fucking uh, for whatever reason, it's like it didn't click until much later. And then Tara Reed makes up the drummer, and she's like the uh, the the big uh, airhead yeah. blonde kind of character. Very Shad, very Stacy.
0: She hangs out on the street corner holding a sign that says, Honk if you love pussy.
1: Exactly. He, the guy stopped, but then uh, the thing, like the, the telephone pole was obstructing the sign that said, Honk if you love pussy cats. Mm-hmm. But he thought it was just that pussy. That's fucking dumb. He just
0: cummed while he was driving in that him. Probably. I was going to ask you, because in all honesty, I mean, I had heard of Josie and the Pussycats, but I never watched it as a kid. Like, I felt like it was pretty much, like, before my time. I could be wrong about that. but
1: It was me, too, the cartoon. But I did, I, I, I watched Cartoon Network enough to, like, have seen the intro and, like, oh, okay. And it was just in my mind. Oh, this guy right there, I forget what his name is, but he was in a lot of movies around this time. He was in a, a Road Trip. Remember, he was like kind of the stoner, yeah. uh, nerdy guy who was like, "Oh, something tells me the world is gonna need me." Fucking uh, that guy. And he was in a, He was also in a Nickelodeon show. He was on the Nickelodeon Animorph Show. Oh Great yeah. Yet.
0: You know who who he remind me of is like if uh, if James Spader was like really young and there was like nothing Chad about James Spader, it would be that guy.
1: Oh, how dare you, this guy's very chad, very chad. He's probably got a big concrete cock. But I guess he's still acting. He does uh, like law and order stuff like that, T V
0: So Josie and the Pussy has started out as a comic book and was published from nineteen sixty three until nineteen eighty two. Oh yeah. And then they adapted it into a um Saturday morning cartoon. It says in nineteen seventy. I'm not sure how long that ran. But, uh, yeah, this was a little bit before my time. For some reason, I just mm-hmm. never caught the um, the the reruns of it. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. See, Josie has a shirt that says Sid on it. Yeah. It says Sid. Big Stacy.
0: Big Stacy. Well, they introduced some fake Stacys here, too, that always show up and make fun of them.
1: You, you, I just realized who that one on the left is. Did you notice that? Look, when it shows them again. Oh, it might not show her. She's, like, gone now. If that was uh, Catherine Isabel, right? Yeah, there, I tell can yeah. tell.
0: Yeah, she has her big Canadian eyes in this. One, one thing yeah. that I didn't think about, like, I didn't remember or whatever, I just didn't know, you know, until I rewatched this. Like, I didn't put two and two together or understand that um, Josie and the Pussycats, like, they live in the same town as Archie.
1: Riverdale, exactly. And uh, I got some fun facts about Archie Combo. Apparently they were not on board with kind of the adult humor in this movie. They were a little... Yeah. Uh, basically, uh, this movie, uh, back when it came out, they really had a hard time kind of... Uh, appeasing uh the archie comic books guys because like they actually did release a uh gimped version of this movie the, the the actual version was pg-13 they put out a more family-friendly pg version on dvd also <laughs> that took out a bunch of the, the isn't that so weird to think about because it's like
0: yeah
1: now it's like since uh you know the new comic book it's like oh we want dark we want fucking a doll but like yeah they could have been like ahead of their game if they would have been on board because apparently when this was coming out they were really disappointed they were like they actually encouraged people not to go watch it or something (laughs) shake it up shake it down
0: big stacy yeah like the first scene where they showed them other than the opening credits which was like a music montage but that first scene like they're playing this awesome like playing good songs in this bowling alley and just nobody's watching like if that was in my local town, like three young Stacy's were in a rock band that actually sounded halfway decent. I mean, even if they sounded like shit, I would go to the bowling alley just to see them. I mean,
1: I fucking uh, Rachel Lee Cook. She was in. Uh, I remember the first time I ever heard of her, she was in. Uh... She's all that. And that was one of those like fucking throwaway kind of teen comedies where it's like, oh, the nerdy girl who I bet I can make her the prom queen. And then it's like, oh, that girl. Ew. And it's like they just put like glasses on her, made her hair kind of bat, like ratted her hair up a little bit, put it in a ponytail, made her put overalls on her. And she's supposed to be ugly in Hollywood eyes
0: yeah I was, I was gonna say like from the first moment i ever saw her i thought she was like really good looking and then like every movie i saw her and they're like oh she's so gross right <laughs> just like what
1: <laughs> fucking hollywood yeah. imagine like what that did to fucking kids that really thought like i am an ugly person like fucking this is what hollywood thinks is ugly like what about me <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I
0: have some trivia about uh, Rachel Lee Cook, a movie she did that I actually have heard of, but I've never seen. But now I want to see after seeing this again, and I'll, I'll bring it up when uh, another Stacy shows up uh, later in the movie. But, like, yeah, Rachel Lee Cook, I'm looking at her filmography. Like, she did a bunch of, um, uh, like, kids movies, like Babysitter's Club, Tom and Huck, Carpool. And then she mm-hmm. did, like, a lot of smaller parts like remember how like daniel harris was like the star of halloween but then when you saw her in any other movie she was just like a background girl that barely had two lines like Mm -hmm. it seems like that's who rachel lee cook was until she's all that and then like in the course of like pretty much two years maybe she made she had come out she's all that get carter and antitrust and josie and the pussycats and a couple other ones but it's like It's weird because, like, I remember her being in, like, a bunch of stuff that, like, I went to the theater and saw or whatever back in the day. When I looked at it, I was like, oh, shit, she had, like, a 25-year career, but all her big stuff came out in, like, two years.
1: Yeah, like, uh, the last... Apparently, they were trying to get her involved in the new He's All That Netflix movie that, that just dropped. So, I might watch it just to see... Like, oh, okay, fucking kind of a blast in the pot. I remember I don't remember liking She's all That, but I remember thinking, yeah. like, holy shit, the chicken that is very spicy, very spicy. Yeah, she was the so, only reason,
0: like, why I rented it or whatever. Did you ever oh, see yeah. that movie she was in Antitrust with uh, Ryan Phillippe and Tim Robbins?
1: I've wow. heard the title.
0: It's actually a pretty good movie. I actually rewatched it. You know, like, I rented it when it came out, and I rewatched it on cable about a year ago. And uh, I have to say, like, because she plays, like, um like a computer hacker type girl and she has like the the kind of like i don't know what you would call it kind of edgy styled hair and stuff and she's like the love interest for ryan Phillippe kind of we're not really because he has another girlfriend but like but like that is like the most like as much as they stacy her out for this movie that movie is the most staciest uh rachel lee kind of movie
1: this guy's name is uh Paolo Costanzo. Yeah. Uh, fucking, uh, imagine having such a big fucking concrete cock that your name rhymes like that. Yeah, he's got a Chad jawline too. Fucking, I, I don't know why this guy isn't in more big cum. Must have just like snow like you know, blackballed this guy. He must have like tried to come out and tell their secrets. I always <laughs> thought this thing was funny where she tries to like basically. So, oh, well, first off, right here, she goes, Your flies not done. She goes, You know, you. Suck. <laughs> so fucking cringe. That's amazing. Yeah, though. Missy Pop. Like, uh, <laughs> basically, the movie, so far, Josie Josie and her band, they're just called the Pussycats right now, yeah. and they're basically struggling musicians. They were, they were playing a show at the beginning, it looked all glamorous, but then it kind of revealed that like, oh, it's just, uh, you know, they're playing in a bowling alley and that people aren't really interested. They're just kind of, they're just kind of background music. And then they're loading up their gear. They're like, man, we really need to break out uh, fucking uh, all this. shit. We we need a record deal. We can do it. Like, and we just got to, we got to go out and try to make it happen and all this stuff. Right here, they're learning that the band DuJour, uh the band from the beginning, they died in a plane crash. Or they're uh,
0: missing in a plane crash.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, uh, they're basically just like, they trying to find that next step, like, uh, you know, break out, uh, get a record deal and all this. And, uh, our boy, uh, Alan Cummings, who played the, uh, the uh the manager of DeJour jour who was the guy who like oh fuck they're on to us let's let's jump out of the plane and let them die he's gonna discover them and, and see his new project like oh this is the new band that i can kind of uh, you know you know use their music and then put my subliminal shit and get kids to, to buy all these products and like you know they don't know that but like they figure it out throughout the movie And, uh, basically it's, it's very, very Chad, very ahead of his time. She's still wearing that shirt that says Sid. Who is Sid? Is she just a big fan of that kid from Toy Story?
0: I thought she was a fan of Sid Vicious, but I think it's still the same day. Like all this is happening in the course of like 15 minutes.
1: Mm-hmm. Look at her once she gets all fired up We gotta fucking go out and get a We gotta get a fucking record deal man It's gonna be dawn And there's some cool stuff in the, Like uh, they definitely looked into like Oh struggling bands Like they were eating Roman noodles uh, What are they called? Uh, ramen noodles I almost <laughs> called them Roman noodles
0: the, They were eating Roman noodles They would oh, just yeah. find old clocks And eat the numbers off of them
1: I can never get into Roman noodles I can never develop a taste for it I don't know why
0: uh, yeah, it's it's okay as a snack, but I couldn't imagine eating it as a meal, I'm
1: I I have known people who were musicians who were like, they lived on Roman, mm-hmm. <laughs> Roman noodles, and it was just like fucking, I spend like fucking five bucks uh, in like three months, I fucking just, I, I eat Roman noodles all the time, it's like i could never do that dude
0: <laughs> yeah I, I don't get i don't know like i guess there's other like foods if you if you're like super poor and you had to eat i think i would pick other shit to eat i think i would just eat yeah. like soup soup not ramen noodles
1: i would probably go for salad shit yeah, that, better. yeah like apples and stuff
0: this made me so nostalgic uh this part where um alan Cummings is it cummings or cummings
1: it's something, yeah. I thought We're it was together. coming, but like, yeah, but the, like... We, we see the the fucking basically the third eye squeegee. Like his name, Alan Cumming. Yeah. Like big cum, they're 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 on to us. They, basically, the fucking the, the basically the guy who made this was very uh, he knew he knew.
0: But it's funny He's that very... like this record store has an actual like full time DJ who just like spins tracks for everybody. <laughs> Yeah,
1: that would be a great fucking You're just working at FYE and it's just like, I just yeah. get to fucking be the DJ, baby. And I don't even got to spin shit. I just put a CD in now.
0: This one looks <laughs> so giant. It looks like the Virgin Mega Store that used to be in Hollywood that I went to a couple of times. Like, it looks just like it. Like, I'm pretty sure it is. But um, I
1: fucking miss shit. Like, I yeah. miss record stores. And like, giant so ones,
0: too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like people that convince you, like you know, real music fans. Uh, all you have to do is go to uh, iTunes or whatever. It's just like, eh, it's not. The, it's not it, really the same as like actually it's, like caring yeah. about shit.
1: That guy looks familiar. That guy on the left.
0: They both do to me.
1: Yeah. But, See, like, right there. You know what? I really want, like, a fucking uh, a Gatorade right now. It's like, fucking, you never drink it. I don't remember what he said, but it's just, like, basically it's laying in that they're hearing the hidden messages yeah. in the song. I
0: think he wanted, like, some food or something. And he's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. you don't drink that. But, um... Yeah, and it's funny, too, that, like, Alan Cumming, like, he comes across, like, the one goth girl that, like, like she's here in the subliminal ship, shit, but for some reason, like, her brain doesn't take it in, like, she doesn't follow everything. So, like, I like it that he basically, like, takes her out to the alleyway and murders her.
1: <laughs> we got a turd in the punch bowl. Yeah.
0: Which, uh, okay, Alan, Alan Cumming and, uh, Rachel E. Cook were both in the remake of Get Carter with Stallone. Alan Cumming played the bad guy.
1: Big Chad, you think he was trying to hit Rachel Lee Cook? Like, fucking, he just knew she was a Stacy?
0: I always thought he was, uh, I mean, no, probably not. I mean, he was probably trying. I don't think he succeeded. I think he was probably, like, too old for her.
1: Who's that new chick with the last name Cook? She was in, like, uh, Bates Motel, and she was on, like, uh, what was that? Uh, uh Ready Player One. She was, like, the oh, yeah. ugly girl in Ready Player One, but she just, she was a, she's a total Stacy, but she just had, she has a birthmark, so she's ugly now. <sighs>
0: Oh, yeah. Bates Motel. Like, yeah. I want to say that's Olivia Cook, but I could be wrong. But I know Olivia
1: Cook. She didn't have a birthmark in in Bates Motel. She had a birthmark in uh, Ready Player One. Yeah.
0: And uh, Bates Motel, wasn't she the girl that had, like, cystic fibrosis or something on her lungs? Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, She's right there. Yeah, I do too. She was in that uh, uh, that one movie with the, uh, what was that movie she was in recently? The guy that goes deaf. That was the Sound of
0: movie. Metal, yeah. I haven't yeah, seen yeah. it, but I want to see it. She was in the first Ouija, and I remember going to see it because I had watched the first, I think, two seasons of Bates, Bates Motel. So I knew her from that.
1: Mm-hmm. this is kind of weird because like uh basically De jour they died in the band the uh, you know the the boy band and it's like oh time to take down all their shit like uh, people aren't going to be into that that's not what happens like when, yeah. when the band dies they get more
0: popular, <laughs> make more money and why wouldn't you want to like keep promoting it as long as you could because you know how like when somebody dies their record sales go up like 175 percent or whatever
1: Mm-hmm. Right here, we got the struggling musicians. They're crossing the street, and Alan Cummings is, uh, he almost just hit them. And we get this fucking dank ass. Fucking uh, paradise by dashboard light displays, and he pulls up the fucking jewel case. Yeah. And he he puts it up to him, and it's fucking amazing. It's it's godsend, baby. This is my new project.
0: I love how the jewel case didn't even have the spindle inside. Did you notice that? It just was a clear <laughs> jewel case.
2: Does he does he just have an empty jewel case so he can do that? With no, he had like things? a demo,
0: like a burn CD in there. I guess the one that he had oh, took yeah. in the record store. He like takes it out and throws it out of that case, but there clearly was no spindle there. <laughs>
1: I used to do. I was, uh, you know, like kind of. Here's. I always make fun of Aaron uh, on fucking. Uh, I, I thought of a new nickname for Aaron. Like I'm gonna start calling him Q Aaron. Like, yeah, he's, be funny. he's hardly
0: been on the show. Why don't you uh, describe or tell everybody who he is?
1: Uh, my boy that I do BTM podcasts with, fucking right. on the Revival House Network, and I was, yeah, I was thinking, like, uh, I make fun of him for being, like, a big mark for, like, uh, when he's collecting Blu-rays and shit, he always wants to make sure he gets the the version that comes with the slipcase, and I, I, I make fun of him because he, he tells stories about how, like, oh I actually went into a store, and I bought a version of it. I bought the movie that had a slipcase, and then I brought it back and tried to return it with the receipt, and if I, <laughs> shit like that, and I'm like, that's so fucking lame, bro. But you know what I I used to do, and I still do. If I get a CD and like fucking like uh, the something about the uh, the jewel case it breaks or something, but it's oh. a CD I really like, I'll take the fucking the uh, I'll take the inserts out of another CD and put it in <laughs> and like change it with the one. You like, like swap
0: the case for one that's not broken or whatever.
2: Yeah. Wow. It's it's the same shit, but I make fun of him for it. <laughs>
0: you make fun of it. yeah I actually did that one time with the slipcover thing cause like I didn't realize that like you could possibly get Vestron video ones that like didn't have the slipcover so I ordered one and it didn't come with it and I returned it cause like that's the that's literally the only like line of slipcovers like if, like well, the very first screen factory one I ever bought I think was Halloween 2 it didn't come with a slipcover and I knew it and I didn't care but yeah, those Vestron ones, like I get pissed about that 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 Lionsgate or whoever just cheaps out and won't make more slip covers because the slip cover is the only like thing on the packaging that tells you it's from the Vestron line. You know what I mean? So it's like, what's the point of fucking collecting the Vestron line if, line if the case doesn't even say Vestron on it? You know what I mean?
1: Oh I can't. Uh, what an overlook on the report, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: If they just would have printed the the same little Vestron banner onto, like, you know, the regular, like, thing that goes in the the whatever jewel case, whatever, I would be fine. I'm like, oh, you know, I don't care about the celeb cover, but, yeah, it's kind of bullshit.
1: Right here, the big cum king himself, Alan Cummings, is fucking, he basically laid it on him. Like, I want to sign you guys right now, and they're fucking, they're debating, like, should we just sign a contract without reading it, having a lawyer look at it, like... But they're just so, uh, this is true to real life, like bands, like, uh, yeah. it, that's the thing, like, record companies can very well, easily take advantage of bands, and get, sign a fucking contract where it's like, oh, you're gonna put out, we're gonna have you put out, like, two records a fucking out a year, of fucking, uh, but or something it, like that.
0: You know, everybody's like, oh, you signed bad record contracts and stuff, but it's like, even if you sign a regular record contract, you're kind of fucked, because the way they do it is like... Is like you don't get any money until you turn a profit. So like they just fuck like fuck you because like they they're just trying to hit big with everything. So it's like, like 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 let's say if you made a movie, Zach, if you made a two million dollar movie, right, you wouldn't spend a hundred million dollars promoting it, right? But these fuckers mm. make a CD that like all in and a record company will make an album that like all in maybe cost two, three hundred grand to produce. And they will spend 20 million promoting it. And it's like, well, you're never going to make a profit for the band if like you're starting 20 million in the hole. You know what I
1: mean? Mm, yeah. And I've heard like uh, a bunch of record, a bunch of bands I like. Uh, like uh, I found out, like oh, they only make money like the first week that the album's on sale. Like once it's yeah. like you know a years old, like it's yeah. just all profit for the fucking uh, record, record company, company, which is weird.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I knew some friends of a friends I used to go uh, see, and uh, they uh, they they had been on a record label. They released one album on a record label and they were on tour right and like in the middle of like playing a show or whatever their tour bus got like actually stolen so instead mm-hmm. of just like uh having insurance for it the record company was like oh no like you you owe us like all like whatever the tour bus costs. like i don't know what it cost probably cost hundreds of thousands but they're like oh yeah you owe us for that tour bus so like they told their are you know their cut of the whatever I mean their CD didn't ever really sold either but it's like it's like how unfair is that like who doesn't have insurance you know what I
1: mean yeah like uh, basically they make the joke here like isn't it weird wink wink how so many big bands have died and the you playing Credit? but the like when you think about it it's like you're more like if you travel a lot then like you're you're likely to have some po- like statistically if you're actually if you're traveling in a ba- in a van you're more likely to like die uh tr- you know touring because you're more likely to get in a wreck if you're driving than if you're in the air like it's just more common so like yeah like it makes sense when you think about it. But, like yeah it's like and, and knowing that knowing that like human error is like because it's not just you're relying on the band to not make a mistake. You're relying on all the other people on the road too, and this to not cover them whenever they like get in a wreck is really weird to think about. Yeah.
0: So it's kind of weird because it's like I always thought uh, Rosario Dawson was like a giant. Like I thought she was like a really tall, like you know, woman, whatever, like mm-hmm. over six foot. Because like every time she's in a movie, she's always way taller than anybody else. I looked it up. She's only five foot seven. Stacey. And if you, if you watch, like, that shot where they all had to walk in together, like, it's so obvious that they have Rosario Dawson and as, like, close to bare feet as possible, and everybody else has fucking giant heels on <laughs> to try and match the height.
1: Nah, 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 nah. See, every time they're doing these little, uh, these, uh, what are they called, montages, mm-hmm. we, they're basically, the montages are cleverly edited to look like videos for the band, Jersey right. and the Pussycats, which was clever. So uh, apparently, the, all the actors had to go to like band camp to kind of learn how to like. Ma- like it, it was set up to like, oh yeah, you're gonna take a couple months of band camp. We're gonna show you how to play the, the songs. If you don't learn how to play the song, like the the overall goal was to have them play the songs and sing the songs on the soundtrack. Yeah. But apparently, they didn't get that fluid fast enough. So they had uh, they brought in another uh, studio musicians to do the songs, and they're just kind of miming it as they're
0: yeah. playing. They got, but look at that, look at that, very Stacy. Very Stacy movie star they went moment.
1: Through, they went through this big, like, montage of them trying to find the look for Josie, and they basically, they tried all these different styles, and then they end up settling for the same hairstyle she had at the beginning. Very Stacy. Exactly. And but, now they're seeing, see, this is a big part in the movie, they're, they're laying in, uh, they're seeing their billboard on uh, Times Square for the first time, and they're like, wait you put Josie in the Pussycats. We're just called the Pussycats. And he's like, no. Uh, uh, you know, we, we did uh, analytics. We found out that uh, bands with and in the title uh, always sell better. And they seem like they're they're not stupid. They know. They're like, what about the Rolling Stones? What about the Beatles? He's like, oh. and it's just like, uh, it's just like, uh, he's they're slowly bringing it in. And it's bringing in like the conflict within the band. It's like, Wait, if you, if you put Josie in the Pussycats, it's going to imply that Josie is the songwriter, and we're just kind of a band for hire. And, like, so Rosario Dawson's character arc is, like, she she gets really worried that, like, this is going to go to Josie's head. And later on in the movie, whenever fucking Alan Cummings and all these people... Because their overall goal is to, like, basically get rid of the other guys, because Josie is the one we want. Like, so fucking... Uh, they're giving her, you know, her mixes of the songs. And it says, you know, the the other two don't even matter. Fuck them. Like, you're the one. If if, if they did equal work, why is it not called, you know, Valerie and the Pussycats? So, like, yeah, uh, throughout the movie, Josie, very Stacy, becomes kind of a B. She, she becomes kind of a bitch. She's, it's uh, not she's her shitting f-
0: So Yeah, it's not her fault, though, because she gets brainwashed by the, the thing they make her listen to, right?
1: But I got to say, once she becomes a bitch, She's very Stacy. She's still very Stacy. Always oh, Stacy. Oh, look at them! Look at that! Look at our our girl Rosario Dawson with the big uh, boobalicious. Uh, oh, it's insane! Uh, amazing. It's oh, look it's at
0: insane. That. It's it's beyond insane. And like, like yeah, just like I can't believe that Hollywood never figured out a way to make her a bigger star than she is. But, you, exactly. you know, not, not to uh, just mindlessly agree with Alan Cumming, who plays the representative of Big Cum in this film, but um, I kind of agree. I always thought band names that were like so-and-so and the whatever's, like, I always thought, like, that was a cool way to name a band better than just, like, mm. just, like, the Pussycats. Like, you know, like, when everybody was, like, like, I actually thought the guys who were, like, nameless were actually cooler than the guy whose name it was. You know what I mean? Like... Mm, it's like so and so in the fast whatever or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I always thought, like the the backup guys who are nameless were like the cool ones. Like oh, it's cool to be the whatever's. You know.
1: Mm-hmm. Right here, we have uh, the, the basically, I think she's the Parker Posey. She mm-hmm. plays basically the CEO of the record company that's doing the Pussycats. And she just, uh, basically, a bunch of, like, FBI agents came in, and she's like, oh, I got something to show you. She, she like, pushed a button, and it's taking them to the underground lair of Big Cum. Or, like, they're showing them, like, oh, here's where we, we uh, you know, put all of our subliminal messages and TV shows and all this. But before she did that, uh, before she pushed the button to go down, she, like, wiped... Uh, like a console on her desk and it, it looked like it had sand, sand on it and yeah. then she, she pushed a button. Like, w- was that supposed to be Coke? Was this like fucking, it's hidden underneath her Coke that she snorts. They That's very shit.
0: Yeah. They <laughs> didn't show it real good, but like, and here's this girl was in house of the dead, but uh, they don't show it real good. But I think it was supposed to be one of those little, I, I think it's Japanese. I could be wrong, but there's like some kind of um, Asian culture thing of like, you sit there with a little box of sand and like you have a comb and like you rearrange it. Like, and you, like, you put little grooves in it. You're supposed to, it's supposed to, kind of like a bonsai tree, tree how you sit there and slowly trim oh, it. Oh,
1: like like a relaxing thing, like one yeah. of those uh, and usually, fidget spinner thing. Yeah, kind
0: of. and usually it has like, it's like an ancient thing, though, and it usually has little rocks in it, and then you have like a thing that looks like a tiny rake, and like you move it around, and you, you make like patterns and waves in the sand. I thought that's what it was supposed to be, but.
1: You, you know what's like orgasmic? Like, this is big cum energy. I'm basically, I'm letting the big cum secrets out. Like get stoned and fucking watch one of those ASMR like uh, or, or like just get stoned, lay in your bed, listen to music, and then watch like fucking one of the you you know those oddly satisfying uh, compilations on YouTube? Mm. It's it, it, like just fucking zone out watching those it's big comp persona or the visual ASMR where they're like they do these ASMR videos where they're cutting like fucking like, soap, and it's yeah. just coming off in of little blocks, and it's just like, it's just like, whoa. Did you
0: ever see the My Favorite ASMR? It's it's a guy wearing lipstick where he's, like, on a green screen, and he's pretending to be in a movie theater, and he's, like, talking to you. Like, he's, like, your friend, and he's, like, eating popcorn, and he's, like, turning to you, and he's telling you, oh, girl, look at this, I can't believe this happened. in a movie that's crazy. Oh, okay, I'll be quiet. Oh, wait, but there's one part in the movie. Oh, girl, we got... <laughs> It sounds amazing. <laughs> it's so amazing. And like, I reposted it on Facebook and try to get people to watch it, and like, nobody gave a shit. But, <laughs> but yeah, what it The
1: comments what, trying to suppress it, I think.
0: Oh, for sure. What I was going to set up earlier was uh, Parker Posey, who plays the villain in this movie. She was like the independent film Stacey at the time. She was like the coolie, cool and hip girl, of like independent film. Like probably mm. through the mid '90s to the late '90s, and then by this point she had started getting in bigger movies like this because all the directors wanted to work with her. But um, I the the movie I never saw, but I I do want to see now. There was this movie she was in called The House of Yes, and it was about a girl like you know like a young whatever twenty-two year old girl that was like mentally ill and she th- and thought that she was actually Jackie uh, Onassis. So like yeah, the cover was Parker Posey it. dressed like her. But, like, what I didn't know when I was like looking at the i m d b doing research after watching this was in that movie uh rachel uh Lee cook Lee cook, yeah, yeah. she played the like younger version of Parker Posey's character, I guess like in flashbacks or something like that
1: see it's all making big come it's just they have their paws and everything
0: so like how quick did um uh, uh, Rachel Lee Cook mature or grow in like a three-year time span, where she went from playing like the younger version of uh, Parker Posey, who I mean, Parker Posey was probably like in her late twenties at this point. I mean, Rachel Lee Cook was probably in her early twenties, but
1: mm. right here we're getting the they're they're uh, coming in and he's showing them they're fucking basically they're getting ready to shoot their first music video, or no or no this is where they uh, record their first song yeah. And uh, he plays it for them. And they're like, oh, I, I all of a sudden want some new Reebok shoes. Fucking Reeboks are the new fucking, uh, you know, uh, Puma or whatever the fuck she says. <laughs> yeah. Just laying on that, like, yeah, they're fucking, they're putting these subliminal messages that just make them want to buy products.
0: Should we talk about that um, they made Terry Reed autistic in this film?
1: Exactly. She's, uh,
2: she, I, I don't know if she's supposed to be autistic or she's That's the, how I uh, took it. <laughs> I
1: don't know, yeah. This the uh, for some reason that's always a cliche, the dumb blonde. Yeah. yeah.
0: But I actually give her credit. I think this is one of her best roles cuz she leans it, into it so hard. Like she has some of the funniest moments in the entire movie, you know, the stuff she says.
1: She yeah, a lot of her shit is just like dad jokes almost, but like because she she plays it well and it's yeah, it's funny. Like she just plays it like the airhead like and they're basically telling it like Big Cum is letting us know that like fucking the drummer always gets like the most chicks, but like the drummer is always the dumbest person in the band. Like you should really like the guitar player or the bass player over the drummer. <laughs> I'm just I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just fucking. I'm being a, a
0: dick. Like uh, that part where they walked in the studio, like Rosario Daw- Dawson was like bouncing out of control. It was insane.
1: She's such a
0: Stacy. Yeah, Look at her with uh,
1: those fucking cat ears on. Isn't it just common inducing?
0: See, I was going to say, I think this is where Big Cum, this film is where Big Cum got the idea to introduce the Catboy movement.
1: Oh, hell yeah. Jerk and Tree are the new Adidas right there. So fucking Stacy. But I was going to say,
0: I, I noticed what? when I was watching this the other night, this is like the no bra film. Like nobody wears a bra in it for some reason. I don't even think Parker Posey wears a bra in it. Fucking
1: feminist. God bless feminism. Yeah, I love it. Big Stacy. <laughs> See, I always like the, the, the their uh, their manager guy. That fucking the, the guy I was talking about from fucking the Animorphs. Yeah, he he's very Jed.
0: Yeah, he is. He's very Chad. But it's weird that he always hangs out with his sister, right?
1: Yeah, there was a scene we talked over earlier where they were on the plane. They kind of broke the third wall, and he goes. I'm, I'm I, basically it was a, a weird plot hole that they noticed while they were making the movie. Like, why is she there? And he, he says that to his sister. He's like, I'm confused. Why are you here? And she goes, I'm here because I'm in the comic book. And he goes, What? And she's like, Nothing. And it's just like <laughs> yeah, I, a weird like way to scene. break the third, <laughs> a weird way to break the third wall.
2: <laughs> and what's funny is I don't think I've ever noticed that till this last time I watched it getting ready for the podcast.
0: Yeah, it's funny too because it's like this movie is like. I mean, it's not a long movie at all. Let's see. It's about an hour and 40 minutes. But it's like, it's so one note. Like, the thing that makes this great is, like, the movie is, like, so one note. It's like, it's, like, it's about girls playing music and having fun. And then Big Cum is putting some little messaging. But it's, like, there's, like, instead of being, like, two or three scenes, there's, like, literally about 15 scenes in this movie that explain exactly how all the brainwashing of the teens work and the examples of it. And, mm-hmm. like, the kind of shit it makes them buy and stuff. And, like, I actually think that's what makes the movie memorable is that, it, like... It fucking hammers that joke home so hard over and over and over. But at the same time, like, it's just a fun movie. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. It, it is fun. Like, uh, it, it doesn't, like, it, I don't think anybody seems to remember it. It kind of just, like, it got This is one that me and my sister, Verona, bonded over. This is one of the movies that we were, like, we both kind of liked. And then uh, we watched it over and over again. It was, I always thought it was really fun. Yeah.
0: Well, you had to be pretty young. Like, I mean, I was, like... In my early twenties already, but you had to be like a kid, kid still in school when this came out.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. I remember, like if I'm gonna, I, I, I think I, I, I think I was like going through the video store and like, that chick is very Stacy. Yeah. That chick right there is very Stacy too. That chick too. And like, well, let, let's rent this. It was very. It, so like, this is why right here. It's basically uh, another. Uh, you know. What's that called? A montage. Yeah. I always forget the fucking word. But they're doing another montage. Oh, oh, was Rosario Dawson. I thought she was going to do a wet t-shirt contest right there. Yeah, where, that's what
0: it looked like they were setting up.
1: A little music video. It's another montage, so it's a music video of one of their songs. And, like, it's showing them climbing the charts. They're getting the number one. And later on, after, the, after this is all done, it's showing, like, album, like, uh, you know, uh, review articles. Like, oh, Josie and the Pussycats, the new big band. And then, like, it, after this is over, they're like, isn't this weird that this happened all in a week? And it's like, I
2: always laugh at that because it's like, movies always do this thing where it's showing this. But then, like, they
1: acknowledge that that happened all in one week. I, I always thought that was funny. Another way to break the third wall, I guess.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, because uh, you are saying, like, nobody really remembers this movie. It, it has become kind of a cult movie, I'd say, like, in the last five years. But uh, it, it was because, you know, how critics are always like, you know, you should really listen to what we say because we're the uh, purveyors of good taste. And, you know, we're really intellectual when we're sitting watching 18 movies a week. You know, we can totally, mm-hmm. you know, track all the different plots of the 18 movies a week we watch and we always pick up on everything. Yeah, this is definitely a big no bra scene right here.
1: See, this is a, this is the thing every kid in school dreams of where uh, all the kids that bullied them. Well, one day, well, one day I'll be famous and they'll be asking for my autograph. That's what's happening. The, the same chicks from earlier in the movie. looking the the one in the middle right there, very Stacy. That's uh that's uh, Catherine Isabel. I got a fun fact here. It says uh, twins. Uh, Twin sisters and horror filmmakers Jen Soska and Sylvia Soska appear uncredited as extras in this movie. This is where they met uh, Catherine Isabel, whom they were a fan of and have since collaborated with on their films. Very, very big come. Very big come.
0: That actually is interesting, yeah. I wouldn't have thought that they would be in there. But it's talking about how the critics hated this. It says on Rotten Tomatoes, the film has approval rate of fifty three percent based on one hundred twenty three critics. That site's consensus states, "This live action update of Josie and the Pussycats offers bubbly, fluffy fun, but the constant appearance of product placement seems rather hypocritical." And in our, our in our borea, uh, big dick Roger Eberts uh, he gave the film one and a half star out of four commenting that Josie and the Pussycats are not dumber than the Spice Girls, but they're as dumb as the Spice Girls, which is dumb enough. Which
2: Were the Spice Girls dumb?
0: <laughs> I thought they were pretty smart. I think they all were fucking millionaires, but I mean, I don't know. You know, Roger Ebert, when he was sitting there, you know, watching his 18th film from the week, uh, it just, I don't know. Like, like like like
2: they missed the whole point there's too yes. much product placement in it. <laughs> what
0: the fuck it, it's like i almost think there's not enough like i mean it's literally like literally wall to wall every wall in this movie every airplane every like place to go to their apartments here or hotels or what it's supposed to be it's just like all their different apartments or, or hotel rooms are themed with a like like, Rachel E. Cook lives in like a Revlon one, like Terry Reed lives in a McDonald's room. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I don't know, like I like to me this is way better than like bullshit like in James Bond movies where they do close ups of James Bond's gadget phone, which happens to also be a Sony Ericsson phone. Oh, it's so tasteful the product placement. It's like it's like when you watch basketball games now and the guys have like a little tiny uh, badge on their jersey that says this or that. It's like no, if you're gonna be a fucking whore and wear a product placement, like, and shove it in everybody's face, like, go over the top with it. And, like, what's funny about Josie and Pussycats, you know, Rotten Tomatoes, whatever, saying, like, oh, it seems rather hypocritical, is, like, you're so fucking stupid that, like, there's so much product placement in this movie, there's no way they could have got paid for all of it. And some of it, they make the products look so cheap, like, like, what was the cell phone company they had glued to their airplane? It was, like, cheap plastic mock-ups of phones glued to the wall, (laughs) like it's so obvious it's a fucking joke
1: mm-hmm. see I always thought this was like this is a clever way to like kind of adapt a comic book for a movie and still have a message you know what I mean like still kind of you know sat satir- satirizing however would you say uh you know pop music and stuff like that I don't know why yeah like to me this is one of those it's. Like Everybody has those movies that it's just like, oh, it's dumb fun. It's like yeah. it doesn't you know, it's not like uh, it's hard to follow or anything. It's just like put it on and just kind of like zone out and like have fun. Uh, to me, this was one of those movies. And I, I think now maybe age probably uh, maybe it will get kind of a, a bigger uh, cult following and stuff because I, I think age probably will do good for this movie because it's like, oh, they were kind of pointing out you know, stuff that Fucking, like, you know, totally true. Hell yeah.
0: Yeah, like, um it was saying here, too, that, you know, in recent years, this cult status, they re-released the soundtrack on vinyl. That was, like, a big deal. There was, like, some kind of reunion panel and, like, all this shit. But, like like i don't know like i i think even though it was very like like it's kind of hard to make a satire film and release it at the time that everybody's big coming over the thing that they're making fun of like this is right smack dab in the era of the boy band era where everybody was like you know people weren't dumb they knew like a lot of stuff that was being sold around that time you know like was all about image and and emptiness you know what i mean And, like, they were all into it, so it's hard to, like, kind of rub people's noses in it. And what's funny is, like, a lot of the shit, especially with the product shit and the whoring out, like, this film is, like, so far ahead of its time. Because, like, how they're, like, sitting there in the middle of product placement, in the middle of every scene, that's kind of how shit is now when you watch movies and TV shows. You know what I mean?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. I always like this scene right here. This is back to uh, uh, Rosario Dawson's character arc, and she's watching an episode of Behind the Music, which I don't even know if that's a thing anymore, but I used to love watching that show, like on VH1. And, like, uh, basically it's talking about, like, it's a fictionalized, it looks like basically the village people, but it's talking about, like, oh, yeah, me and my buddy, uh, uh, you know, uh, like, uh, we, we used to, he, he would always say, like, you know, the band comes first. And then, like, and basically the same shit uh, Josie is saying to them. And, like, oh, I wish I would have gotten that writing. It's basically, like, uh, basically it's setting up, like, this is always the story we hear on those like, stuff like that, like, when the band falls apart and it's, like, it's happening. And she realizes it, but she's just kind of going along with it uh, reluctantly.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you, because uh, that's, I mean, it's before my time, but it's definitely before your time. Did you know who they were talking about on that, behind the music?
1: Was uh, that a real band?
0: Yeah, it was, it, it, in real life, it was Captain and Tennille, which was just, like, um, this guy that played piano and this lady that sang. And they had this, like, corny song, Love Will Keep Us Together, that's, like, been around forever. And it's, like, mm-hmm. the joke that they put in in this movie is, like, that there was a third guy in the band. <laughs> of like this famous duo, musical duo you know what I mean <laughs> so it was pretty funny
2: <laughs> I guess I just I just figured it was a fake yeah, because yeah. it almost looks like an SNL skit. oh it's
0: compared to the rest of the movie it's insanely like kind of you know clunky and bad <laughs> here comes that's here,
2: almost why it's funny though yeah here, so. here
0: comes uh low t James Spader with his pizza
1: Oh, 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 that's not the guy I was talking about. Yeah, I was confusing because
0: I think, I think again, I think we have a mismatch. But I was like looking at the part of the credits where it was showing this guy.
1: Mm. It was he did he go on to do other movies because I don't recognize he
0: looks so familiar to me, but I don't know. Yeah, I can't think of anything else that he was in. He's
1: basically the friend of Josie who Josie has a thing for, she do not know if he feels the same way. And, like, yeah, they're just friends. And then, like, we find out throughout the movie that he had the same feelings for Josie. And they just never said it. Fucking that cliché, baby.
0: Yeah, he's in a lot of shit. Actually, he's in the Black Oaths with James Spader. But uh, now that I see a picture of him. Big cum. Yeah, big big cum. cum. (laughs) It's like, yeah, he's done a lot of stuff. But it seems like he does, like, background. Like, he's in all the Bourne movies. But I think he's, like, just one of the guys in the control center. Like, you know. Whatever,
1: mm. like, dang soul patch, yeah, you got a dang soul patch. Yeah, look at that. Imagine, oh, can you uh adjust my uh my shirt? Uh, can you go by like tie the the back of my shirt? And it's like, fucking this this Stacy, just like, fucking, he's just fucking. Uh, I, I am in awe of him that he's able to do this without just coming his pants.
0: When we were when we did that episode for Two Days in the Valley, and we we're talking about like oh like you know when you do these love scenes, do you uh, get excited? Like how could you not do that scene right there and not get excited? Exactly. Although it probably wasn't even him; it was probably a stand in's hands because you know, and it probably wasn't even her back. It was probably just stand in's.
1: Yeah, that's always weird to think about. Like fucking, like oh, we're just seeing like a one little part. It's like oh, the the actors probably were just like in their trailers of the scene. And fucking yeah.
0: there's one story one funny story I forgot to tell during two days in the valley mind if I tell it real quick here Hell yeah. So, like, there was during that Q&A that they did with the director and Charlize Theron, and she was saying that, because she never, like, filmed anything, period, like, any scene, like, ever, and especially not a sex scene where she did with Spader. She she Mm -hmm. said when she first got on top of him, like, she wanted to be respectful and not make him mad, and she didn't know what to do, so she was, like, on top of him, but she was, like, hovering over him, like, not not making any contact and you know being awkward and then like she asked him like oh like what am I supposed to do here and uh and and James Spader said yeah the camera can see that you know that you're not actually like you know making contact with me so he just grabbed her by the hips and pulled her down and basically impaled her
1: amazing what a Chad what a Chad
0: I think this is like this the part of the the scene of the movie where Re- Rosario Dawson steals the mo- the movie for me when she has this like blue sequin dress on or whatever.
1: Fucking Stacy.
0: Fucking Stacy. It's, it's definitely a uh, what do you call it like a big mommy moment.
1: Mm-hmm. Sp-
0: speaking of big mommy, man, she's going on overdrive. She's she's do- like uh I I saw somebody was uh releasing some of her photos that they paid for. And uh, there was some cat-ear action crawling on the floor f- with her, too. That's kind of her gimmick, I guess, with a collar around her neck.
1: Fucking Stacey. Fucking. Uh, I, I, I don't know why. Yeah. Fucking, uh, 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 who's she dating now? Isn't she dating someone that's like uh, some kind of. Uh, Just a video
0: game guy, uh, uh, guy who's famous for.
1: I thought she was dating a guy who's like in the like uh, he's in the senate or something something like that. Wait,
0: who he, who are you talking about? We're probably talking about somebody different.
1: Wasn't she dating that Cory Booker guy who was like Oh, a,
0: Rosario Dawson, yeah, yeah. I, I was talking I was talking about uh, uh my home girl from Instagram. Oh, but, but yeah, Rosario Dawson is uh is with Cory Booker. She says she's in love and she had to come out. Like she had to undo her coming out. Where she made a, she made a post uh, celebrating gay pride with a woman saying, oh, it's it's so good to come out with you. And then she had to come out and say, well, that's actually not true. I'm not really a lesbian. So.
1: Fuck, and uh, that just completely, like, uh, when I first saw the first part, I was like, fucking my soul was crushed. But then, like, she said she wasn't a lesbian, and then uh, there was hope. There yeah. was hope.
0: I love this part, too, like like Parker Posey's hilarious in this where like, she's like, oh, eat this junk food with me, and nobody really wants to eat it. And then she's like, I'll eat one chip, but then she doesn't eat it. She's like, oh. I always, uh,
2: I always say that line where she goes, okay, girls, let's gossip. Yes.
0: <laughs> I say that whenever
2: I'm with a bunch of people. Okay, girls, let's gossip. It's so cringe. You could tell, like, basically, her arc is like we find out later in the movie that she was like a dork, and, Yeah. like she she always just wanted acceptance, and she was like
1: ostracized because she has a speech impediment, which it's uh, it's kind of alluding to right here.
0: Yeah, she kind of she has like a what is It's not fake teeth, but it's like a retainer or something. And when she takes it out, she talks like this.
1: Mm, yeah, Which
0: I don't even think that's really bad like, like, they, like even Josie and the Pussycats Who are like the good people Of this movie like the good guys of this movie Even they when they hear her list voice They're like oh shit she's got a terrible list But like I really don't <laughs> know <laughs> I don't it's really know cartoon- why that's yeah. yeah why you would like make fun of somebody for that
1: apparently in the original script she was supposed to have been like a chubby kid and mm. she was self-conscious about that yeah. but apparently as a partner pose he said wouldn't it be funnier if it was just something like real like even dumber and yeah. everybody thought it was just super like cringe <laughs> that she used to like have a speech about or
2: <laughs> something like so so dumb <laughs> it's like why would anybody care
0: yeah like uh I always thought that was weird when people are like, "Oh, you used to be fat when you were a kid." Oh yeah, right. You're, you 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 used to be fat. It's just like, well, here's the thing about weight, fuckers. <laughs> is people who are skinny now can be fat in the future, and people who are fat now can be skinny in the future. So it, it doesn't really matter like what happened in the past. You know what I mean? Like it's so so weird. Mm-hmm. Like like I oh. I knew this guy. He was a pretty insecure guy. He's kind of a dick, really. That's why I'm not no longer friends with him. But but before I like uh, knew him or whatever, he dated some girl that he said was really hot, but that um, uh, I guess she was chubby when she was like. Which, I mean, come on, when you're chubby when you're like seventh grade, that doesn't mean anything. But like mm-hmm. he dated her like in high school or maybe right after high school, and uh, and he said he was always like bothered by the fact that she used to be heavier or whatever. And, like, she had a nickname of Fat Ferrelli, and he, and he could never stop thinking every time he saw her that, you know. And he said that she was real weird because she starred herself and stuff and all this stuff. I'm like, well, it's because of dicks like you kept saying Fat <laughs> Ferrelli over and over, you stupid Ooh. fuck. like
1: Exactly. Well, look, Parker Posey, she's got these circles glued to her chest.
0: Yeah. Very safe. They're Barry not even, Stacey. like, really, like, applied right. Like, they're kind of like, you know what I mean? They're not, like, perfect.
1: Yeah, what is that, the, like, is it? it's three circles across her chest, and that's just, like, part of her dress? Is it implying, like, the uh, third eye squeegee to maybe? It could be. Like a big cum, they're just, they're throwing in, fuck, they want to throw us off, because they're throwing in shit that, like, you think big cum wouldn't say, but they are saying it. So it's like, oh, it lets our guard down. We don't, we don't think they're as uh, big of a problem as they are.
0: We know we know your boy Mac is not a fan of this movie. I wonder what our boy Aaron thinks of this movie.
1: I don't know if he's ever seen it, yeah.
0: Yeah. I should I, sh- I should do a Facebook message to see what him and uh You
1: think if this movie came out today people would think it's too woke because they, they cast uh three <laughs> women as the, the main characters to play Josie and the Pussycats? <laughs>
0: probably they'd probably be like oh okay this is the one that cracked me up when they're in the aquarium and the whales are swimming around and they have an evion ad in the whale tank
1: <laughs> and they're just some weirdo we're fucking roger Eber? he
0: didn't get that one he just couldn't wrap his head around it
1: he thought they were being hypocritical
0: yeah he did
1: they're being hypocritical they put evion in there they're putting too much product placement yeah you think those fucking, uh, the whales are having a fucking field day swimming around in Evian water?
0: <laughs> they probably can't stop. They're probably almost drowning because they can't stop drinking that water that tastes so good.
1: <laughs> exactly. Like this shit is fucking. Uh, this is way better than just that normal tap water shit they usually have is swimming around <laughs> in.
0: Imagine, imagine, swimming and drinking tap water. Do you ever wonder about that? Like, like okay, they're underwater, and of course, this is a dumb, dumb guy question. I don't care if it makes me look dumb, but like, do they drink water, or does it just naturally like seep into their mouths when they open their mouth? You know what I'm saying? Like,
1: mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Like, is there ever a time where they're swimming and their mouth is closed, and they're like, "Damn, I'm thirsty," and they just open their mouth?
1: You think so? What if, like, uh, it's the opposite for them? They're like, "Oh, I breathe water, so I'm hungry. I'm going to go up and get some air to for to eat."
0: Because, because you know how they're always like, uh, "You can't drink seawater; it'll make you go crazy or whatever." Like, well, they gotta drink seawater because they can't come out of sea. Like a shark can't come out of seawater, so he's gotta be drinking seawater. Is that why they're so mad and crazy and eating people all the time?
1: Well, what if, like, sharks and the whales and all these animals are just coming perpetually and that's what they have to live on is the cum that's mixed in with the seawater?
0: Probably. I mean, that's why it's, like, uh, you ever see it, like, when a fish or something in the ocean, like, does, like, a dookie, it comes out of their backside and it's, like, uh, it's usually, like, white and milky. It's, like, things shoots out into the water. Like, maybe they're, they're pooping cum because they eat it all the time.
1: See, that's what they, they want you to think, but that is just them coming. Okay. <laughs> People just say it's shit. If gonna, you get shit on by a bird, it's white, it's cum. Like, you don't let them lie to you.
0: I heard on the original version of Jaws 3D... Uh, when they were doing the little puppet for, like, the green screen shots of the 3D, like, shark coming through. Like, it, like they were trying, the, the guy was trying to figure out a way to, he's like, he's like you know, every time, like, it kind of moves forward, we should have a, a cloud of white cum coming out, like, propelling it, you know, towards the screen or whatever. That would be, like, uh, you know, scientifically accurate depiction of this animal. And they're like, no, like, nobody's going to want to see that, you know.
1: Walking big cum ruins everything again. They do. See right here. This is Alan Cummings. He's. This is his ultimate plan. This is the scene where he basically he uh, he sets up uh, not Josie, but the 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 two others. Uh, I forget their name. Valerie and. Uh... Basically, like Tara Reid and uh, our our uh, our girl, fucking uh, our, the Stacy of the hours, fucking Rosario Dawson. He yeah. sets them up to go to Total Request Live because this is back in like 2001 or whatever when that was relevant. And it's like fucking. Basically, he's setting them up to go there so that uh, Carson Daly and the other guy from uh, Mad TV or whatever he was on Barry can kill Spears, them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Which that's like and a then, bizarre. Character. But I was I was gonna say, did you think about that again? Like you know you're younger than me so maybe you don't remember this but like before he was like whatever like uh, Carson Daly was like the big celebrity where they always wanted to know who he's with and like for a while he was with Jennifer Love Hewitt and then for like a couple years he was with Tara Reid so I'm like did they wow. did they cast Tara Reid just so they could get to Carson Daly
1: I actually got a fun fact It says Tara Reed and Carson Daly Started dating after meeting on the set During mm-hmm. his cameo on this film They eventually became engaged Before ending their relationship in June 2001
0: Oh <laughs> so wow like, Just like a couple months later So I was totally wrong, this is where they met
1: I would love to live in California and just be part of that whole thing. Like, even if it's like, oh, I'm going to get married, even if it's going to end in, like, two weeks, it's like fucking, uh, oh, well. Fucking, uh, I love being a part of this whole fucking system. Big Stacy's just uh, fucking left and right. Big Stacy's.
0: Big Stacy's.
1: And, uh, you know, bowing down for big cum and just doing their bidding. Because I would. I would fucking, I would. If they gave me, like, fucking a million dollars to say fucking, like, uh, you know, uh, the new uh, uh, what's a big pop star now fucking the new uh, Lord album is amazing i do it it shows her like she's showing her pussy on the album basically it's uh, like an under, under shot of her running and you can see her butt and her pussy
0: <laughs> on the album cover <laughs>
2: I got a glimpse of it and I was like, is she just like, can you just see her butt and her pussy? She's running there. I
0: I didn't get a good look at it. They're trying to show you where the Elon Musk spawn comes from. Oh yeah. Is that the one that had the Elon Musk baby?
1: I don't know. Maybe no, that was a grind.
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They all they all blurred together for me. Oh yeah. Aries Spears young and thin in this. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: He he does a but, like, basically, he's just doing, like, a stand-up routine in the movie. He's oh. doing a bunch of, like, fucking weird uh, impressions. <laughs> so, like, yeah, uh, that's clever to get, like, a movie where it's like, oh, yeah, like, uh, pop star culture, and it's like fucking, you know, they're all in on the conspiracy and trying to sell you products, and then they get literally, like, the guy who was kind of the king of popcorn like at the time Total request live was where you went to yeah. watch all the new videos and shit and it's like oh he's behind he's like in on it and he tells him you're like oh yeah they sent you here for us to kill you and he pulls out a bat
0: and yeah
2: <laughs> and they just start and like i the 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 other guy does like his impressions and he does like a weird bill cosby impression here oh
0: the, the, that that <laughs> was the most prophetic one like that was the most bone chilling one
2: you know who's funny
1: Bill Cosby I'm gonna bash your brains in Fucking Chad Basically it's on the same level as you know The great iconic scene from uh, From uh, Stanley Kubrick's The Shining Where he's like fucking I'm not gonna hurt you I'm just gonna bash your brain Like right next to that you have You know who's funny (laughs) Bill Cosby And he's gonna kill you
0: (laughs) Whenever they show like Horror movie montages on like TMC Or whatever they should include that
1: look at look at her look at her stacy here mm-hmm. alan cummings he gave them basically the new mix of their new single and uh she's listening to it uh, and basically she forgets that she was going to meet up with her buddy who uh, has the crush on her and that uh, he's playing a show and she fucking forgot about it doesn't very low t
0: yeah does it look like when they show him playing his show does it look like he's like playing his show like in the bathroom of the place
1: yeah, if like you just kind of in a corner and it's like, it, it, it always is like that. It's like, well, fuck it, This is super important to you, but nobody else cares.
0: <laughs> yeah. People are just walking out of the bathroom, zipping their pants up and shit. And then, exactly. like, the uh, the manager guy, his his uh, sister is there. She's, like, a big fan because she's in love with the guy. And, like, you know, in mm-hmm. this movie, like, he can't go anywhere with Josie. And then this other girl is, like, chasing him. But, you know, of course, because it's a movie, he holds out for Josie. In real life, mm-hmm. that's not what happens. He would just, okay, this girl is, like, all up on my jack. I'll just, whatever, go with her. Exactly.
1: And she was in the comic book, so that's very Stacy. Yeah. That's the next best thing to Josie, basically.
0: Now, do you think it's racist that they had uh, when they broke up in pairs to try to kill the pussycats with the baseball bats? Um, Carson Daly goes to kill Tara Reid and then Ari Spears goes to kill Rosario Dawson. It's like, are they, is, that, it, is there like racism is, involved where she's not good enough to get killed by a white guy?
1: There's some weird fucking uh, Vince McMahon shit going on here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here's the line.
2: Gonna kill you yeah, after I
0: stick my spoon in the pudding. That 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 was a good effect. Though, where like he runs into the fake city thing, like it actually looks like for a second, like that he's gonna like like bust through a window. You know what I mean? <laughs>
1: This see like it looks like these are all cardboard cutouts of celebrities sitting in the audience, but these are all really them. They just put some makeup on and make them look flat and shit.
0: Yeah, you know how like later on they would start like taking regular movies and converting them into three D. They had to take the footage and convert this into two like not even two D like zero point five D.
1: I was thinking uh our boy Fred Durst was in the audience and it was showing a Fred Durst carwell cut out. I might have been confusing that with Zoolander. Oh, okay. Because
2: <laughs> there's that scene at the end of Zoolander
1: where he's like going to kill the prime mis- <laughs> the Prime Minister
2: of Malaysia mm-hmm. and there's like celebrities, and I think one of those is uh Fred Durst.
0: <laughs> I give me, mix it give up. me something to break, dude. dude. Exactly.
1: Fucking our boy isn't in this movie, Lozi.
0: Yeah, I thought it would have been cool if, like, all of a sudden they revealed that the Pussycats know karate and, like, they just would have beat the shit out of the guys. Like, I don't think that would have been far-fetched in this movie at all, you know what I
1: mean? Yeah, they got away, they didn't die, yeah. and now they're meeting back up with uh, Josie, and, like, she's completely transformed. She's completely sniffing her own for now. they completely gotten to her. She's just saying, like, oh, like, uh, I'm the one that writes all the songs. And she's like, no, we write them together. And he's like, well, then why is it called Josie and the Pussycats? Yeah fucking uh but she's very stacy when she's being a bitch
0: yeah big it's Stacey. it's just that she listened to that cd that had this subliminal message telling her to dump the pussycats or whatever like she did, she didn't really mm-hmm. get like a big head so you can forgive her in the end
1: exactly fucking big cum is always behind all this fucking uh, bad heinous shit
0: oh yeah for sure always big cum is always you know <laughs>
1: We need to like get get in contact with uh what's his name Collins. Alan yeah. I want to call him Chad, Chad Cummings. Cummings.
0: We could call him that. He is a Chad. <laughs> he,
1: he is the Chad, basically. We should uh, uh, you know, uh, make him Chad Cummings and fucking make him the leader of Big Come, Because uh, like Big Cum is kind of an organization we're trying to get off the ground. I think we should. Well,
0: we're, we're trying to uh, you know expose the conspiracy and influential power that it has, but at the same time, we're willing to join it if we can.
1: We're trying to make Big Cum bigger than the Illuminati, exactly. basically. The Illuminati is like fucking big cum steps on the Illuminati and fucking wipes that shit off its foot. It's like, fuck that. Like, they're big cum.
0: You know, it's like a lot of people, you know, they don't approve of the the methods or whatever that the big cum industry, you know pursues in order to get their messages out there but i mean in order to like really make a strong social statement you got to be willing to commit. you know like our boy evil i mean he he jumped off the roof and you know he said what he had to say and like you know if he just would have been down on the street saying that everybody would just walk right past him not listen but the fact that he you know he made a strong statement on it you know like could you imagine the power (laughs) it would have if uh joe Mm -hmm. biden jumped off the top of the white house screaming research vaccine efficacy. I mean, people would finally do the research oh. and look it up and make up their own mind, you know,
1: if I ever fall to my death, you know, that song by kiss where it's like, Oh, I got to laugh.
0: Cause I know I'm about to
1: die. Yeah. Fucking if I, if I'm falling to my death, I will yell research yeah. flat earth just oh, for love, the I mean Cause it would, it, that alone would convince so many people and it would just yeah. be funny. <laughs> If there is an afterlife, I will be laughing. And you know what's story.
0: ironic is when you're telling people to research it, you're not even really influencing them one way or another. You just tell them to research it and find out the truth.
1: Exactly. We let the algorithms do exactly. the work. Because tw- fucking Facebook or uh, YouTube doesn't give a fuck about your mental no, health. They will keep telling you that the world is ran by satanic pedophiles out of a pizza shop. Very How sad. did my
0: phone get in airplane mode? That's weird.
1: Fucking big comps, right? Yeah, man. they did. See right here? It's showing. Uh, she's listening to the new song, which is a ballad song.
2: Yeah, it's all me.
1: And then, like, fucking uh, underneath it is saying all this shit. You should start a solo career. Fucking Josie.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, like, it's not like this ballad song. It's not, like, terrible or anything. But it I think this was, like, the only song they did in the movie where, like, I didn't really, like, like it. Like it. You know, you know what I mean?
1: That's when they sold out. They did a ballad, and it's all sad. You gotta, you gotta do a rocking song. This isn't fucking Josie and the Pussy yet. Yeah. This is Josie and the the Pussy shit, the Pussy songs.
0: I like basically. that there was a homeless clown in this movie. I don't know why. I thought that was interesting. Again, mm-hmm. they were uh, foretelling the importance that uh, research flat Earth Joker had.
1: Mm -hmm. this is the scene in the movie where basically like the band is split up they've uh, they've had a fight and she's like fucking yeah she's going on a walk and finally she's running and she fucking like she drops the cd and this is where she finds out like holy shit there's like weird things being said underneath the music i forget how she finds out exactly right here though and then she's in on it like uh Oh, okay. First, she sees her fucking uh, bus pass with the rest of the girls, and she's like, "Fucking! What the hell am I doing? Why am I treating my friends so like?" Shit? I guess she was
0: getting dressed up to go to an award show or whatever. But didn't you think it was crazy that like the lead in a film was wearing like a jacket held together by one button that was totally open at the top and bottom, and clearly had no shirt on underneath it?
1: Fucking yeah, yeah no like
0: shirt, it. no bra. God bless feminism. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you think that's what it was <laughs> that, that created this brawless environment? I don't. I
1: probably, probably whoever was designing the wardrobe was just like, man, fucking racially cooked stacy. I'm gonna
0: have you know. You know what's so confusing about politically correct politics that I can never figure out is when you see a lady with a tight shirt on with no bra and, and extremely obviously erect nipples, like you can never tell if that's the work of feminism or the evil of the patriarchy creating that
1: exactly exactly fucking you got to you got to grab the patriarchy by the fucking uh, by the by the by the neck and just fucking you got to you got to love the patriarchy you got to uh, i don't know i don't I don't know i fucking you got to love it uh, or you, you, you don't either way fucking just uh, uh, wear your wear your bra don't wear your bra Whatever you good. feel
0: like doing, yep. You know. 'Cause Because yeah, at agree. the end of the day, nobody can tell you, you know, how to live your life.
1: Mm-hmm. Unless you're the movie phone guy and you're underneath yeah. the music. He
0: he can tell you. Right here. Do you think movie phone guy was See, the guy telling you to take uh, horse steroids for your cold or whatever?
1: Hell yes. I, I hope think so. Joe
0: Rogan was listening to the movie phone guy.
1: Fucking Joe Rogan, hell yes.
0: Should we talk about that video we saw or that photo or whatever it was where Joe Rogan had very extremely uh, erect nipples?
1: Yeah, he was getting into a, a pool of water for some reason. What's funny is people are like, what is the context of him in this fucking like bath? And it's like, I would rather not know. This is just funny. Like in, he's He's like getting in or out of it he's got a stupid-looking, like, smile on his face. And just the biggest nipples. They're so erect and big, they look like little cocks, almost.
0: Like, if you could zoom in on them, like, 200 times, you would see that they're...
1: Fucking Deckard from, fucking, that one movie he's sitting there. Yeah.
0: yeah, Blade Runner. I like how you that know is. the reference, but you don't know the movie. Itself. <laughs> you know the character's <sighs> name, but you don't know Blade Runner.
1: Exactly. See, like, right here, they're in the studio, and she was uh, messing with the mix, and her her manager and the manager, the, the sister, they're, they're discovering the uh, the, undergr- the underneath vocals, and it's all the shit it's saying. And uh, she's like, holy shit, yeah, they were trying to break us up. What the fuck? They're selling all this shit through the music.
0: I, I don't think it was this movie. I think it was another movie or something I was watching that was, like, about a band recording it. A- in the studio but you ever notice like in movies like when they do the recording studio scenes like the engineer guy like he sits down and they start playing the music and he takes like his fingers on like the sliders and he turns them all all the way up like (laughs) you know what i'm talking about like like what would the point of even sliders being if everybody just always turned everything all the way like shouldn't you listen to it and adjust it up and down
2: (laughs) that's that makes too much sense. basically
1: they're trying to like uh how many people do you think wanted to become producers? Because it's like, oh, that looks like an easy job. Yeah. You just pulled the fucking knobs all the way up.
0: It's like the the most fucking complicated piece of machinery, and everybody just closing their eyes, <laughs> fucking pushing everything up. It's like that's why albums <laughs> sound like shit.
1: Here's a fun fact, I didn't even know. It says in the control room scene, one of the scrolling marquee messages says, Can't hardly wait was underrated. Oh, wow. And it says Harry L. Font and Deborah uh, Kaplan directed both Can't Hardly Wait and Josie and the Pussycats. Very good. Ch- I always liked Can't Hardly Wait. I always did think that was kind of an underrated. Me teen too. Comedy. I
0: saw it by myself uh, in a dollar fifty theater, and I enjoyed it quite a bit.
1: Fucking uh, Big Stacey, uh our girl. Fucking uh, uh, Jennifer mm-hmm. Love Hewitt. You know what she said? What her first movie was? What was it? fucking munchie roger corman
0: classic oh yeah that's right she was the little girl in munchie right
1: exactly she went by jennifer uh i don't remember if she if she had love in her name there she might have been jennifer hewitt or something like that in that movie she probably denounces it now
0: she yeah, she probably <laughs> hates it yeah because that was like a cheap ass movie <laughs> the um
1: I always loved it, though, as a
0: kid. So I I, I sent a message to Aaron, which I don't even know why I'm calling him Aaron. I guess just because you do. Q-A-R-O. Uh, yeah, the Q-A-R-O. <laughs> conspiracy. I said to him, hey, Aaron, what do you think of the Josie and the Pussycats movie? He says, I've actually very watched it. But oddly, I recently put it in my watch queue as I think it's HBO Max it's streaming. I think he meant to say I've actually never watched it, but he said I've actually very watched it.
1: He was trying to say that, but Big Cum tried to fucking step in and scramble the message. (laughs) We we wouldn't know. know what he was saying. See right here that now the band is meeting, but she basically she found out the whole secret. She's trying to get them and she's tried to she's she's trying to basically let them know that like they've been using us to fucking put music uh, or ads in our music basically. And fucking she's trying to convince Rosario Dawson and uh Tara Reed and that the, they don't know what to believe yet. So fucking Yeah, very Chad, very Stacy, all together. Yeah.
0: This is this is like the second best Rosario Dawson outfit, I'd say.
1: What is isn't it? a good Rosario Dawson? Look at fucking just those ears alone. Yeah. Fucking, you walk into your house, Rosario Dawson's just standing there wearing nothing but those ears. Big cum. like I, I just, I, I instantly come and then fall asleep and leave her unsatisfied. By the
0: way, like these news clips here, I totally like. You know, I guess like when you get twenty years older and like you lose your looks, like I have, like you look back and you don't realize like how good looking people were back in the day. It's like, I can't believe how much of a new Stacy that Serena Altra was. And I never, ever, like, I used to see her on MTV every single day. Because back then, like, MTV was about the only channel I watched. And I never realized she was, like, such a Stacy until, like, I rewatched this movie 20 years later.
1: That is the fucking just uh, cruel thing about the world. is like, fucking, you don't notice until it's too late. Speaking
0: of product placements, they put uh, the Pussycats, uh, Tara Reid, and... Um, uh Rosario in this uh Ford Mustang and they're gonna like take it outside and blow it up and it's just like all I could see the, the product placement was working because all I could see was like, oh man, that's such a fucking cool car. That convertible. I would love to have that that model year. I love the 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 late nineties, early two thousands Mustangs like that.
1: hmm uh, So yeah, now they found out too much. So it's like, oh now plan B we're just gonna make we're gonna kill the band and then just kind of say they died in a car wreck or whatever. Whatever they're playing, the big cum. But here, here's a fun one. It says, in order to preserve the wholesome image of Josie and the Pussycats, Archie Comics demanded there be a scene where Josie and the Pussycats were seen brushing their teeth. Oh wow!
0: <laughs> Archie Comics has some that morals, of, don't they?
1: <laughs> exactly. He, well, can you sure they say some raunchy stuff? There's some uh, adult jokes and humor, but like they still brush their teeth. Yeah.
0: I don't I don't think uh, Archie Comics would have uh, enjoyed seeing their uh, which by the way couldn't they legally put a stop to this movie like why did they let them make it if they hated it so much
1: I don't know it must have been something where the fucking contracts were yeah. already signed and they they just didn't like the way it came out It was probably like fucking yeah like uh yeah like uh, just creative differences It's kind of it like how late. Marvel can't this...
0: stop Sony from making Spider-Man movies on their own
1: Mm-hmm. it's all boiling down to the third act where like yeah they're basically set up to play in front of this new song that they've been working on with all the ads in it in front of a studio audience and they're they're basically forcing our girl Josie to do it otherwise they're gonna kill fucking the other pussycats and they're like just like anybody else they're gonna kill Tara Reed and Rosario Dawson it's like fucking I gotta do whatever they're telling me to do I can't dude. believe
0: this movie's already over it feels like we just like started it like half an hour ago
1: yeah, <laughs> and now it's revealing that like these, uh, it's been showing like a uh, kind of the same way private eye movies do. We've been seeing like somebody watching kind of them, them as yeah. it's going on. Somebody, somebody in the shadows, and now we're finding out that it was uh, the the band DeJour. They actually survived yeah, cause, the
0: because uh, the guy <laughs> left a a message and lipstick on Terry Reed's bathroom, and then she realizes it was him. And she goes, she's so happy. She goes, DeJour was in my hotel room. Oh fucking but but what's Very weird is was like De was like four guys three of them were recognizable guys who've been in other movies right it's like they could only get those other guys for the opening cameo because when they come back in the end like the least recognizable guys there but everybody else is just in a full body cast with their face covered up
2: what if they just couldn't get those guys back so they just had standards
0: that's, a, <laughs> that's what it off. was just to save money but did you notice the one guy even had the, the monkey in a tiny cast on his shoulder
1: Fucking jet, I by the way,
0: I love the Sega product placement in this movie because you know they probably made mm-hmm. this in 1999 when they launched a Dreamcast, and by the time it came out in 2000, the Dreamcast probably had already been discontinued by
1: then. Exactly, fucking a victim of piracy. Yeah. That was an easy system to to rip. Yeah, or rip off yeah. games.
0: Like back before piracy yeah. was really even a thing in video games, like the what the Dreamcast was like the first one that got pirated.
1: Hmm. This is where fucking Parker Posey and, and Josie start fucking, they have a catfight. fight. I like Very the cat spicy. fight
0: between Alan Cumming and Rosario Dawson.
1: Fucking, a love I love fuck. You messed with the wrong person. Right fucking, I would have calmed right exactly. when she said that.
0: Exactly, how did it not? <laughs> Until... She
2: shoved a Twinkie in Parker Posey's mouth and she's all pissed off <laughs> because she used to be, th- that was probably because she used to be fat, but they changed it for this version of yeah. the movie.
0: See, Tara Reid actually knew karate. <laughs> she beat the shit out of that guy, like for real. I love uh, Parker Posey's dress in this scene. It's like a regular dress with just a bunch of patches for her record label, like like stapled onto it. <laughs>
1: They're, yeah, they're literally just catfighting yeah, right there. Yeah, Miss
0: Parker Posey, like I looked her up, her IMDb.
1: Wherever had her. Just, like, yeah, she like still
0: works, but it's like none of the recent stuff, like in the last ten years, was like, you know, anything I had even heard of. Like, like I...
1: it's so crazy how Hollywood works. It's basically like if you can't like break out and do like a big dramatic role, you're gonna get left behind or something.
0: So um... yeah. Everybody says Blade Three is a ter- terrible, terrible movie, and don't watch it. All that. the best reason to watch Blade Three is Parker Posey plays the main vampire villain, and just her with teeth and glowing eyes and like saying goofy shit. It's like the fucking best thing about the movie. It makes it totally worthwhile watching.
1: This is this one's weird. This uh, uh remember the singer Aaliyah?
0: Yeah, yeah, that was uh she played the vampire. Yeah, is it? A-
1: she was actually uh, she was considered to play in this. movie. It says Aaliyah was considered for the role of Valerie Brown. The film features a scene of a plane crash. Early enough, she would uh, then die in a plane crash on August two thousand one. Four months after this film's theatrical release, could you? Fucking could, did come, tried to. You, her, yeah, well,
0: they did. But could you imagine if that would if she they she would have done the movie and then died in that crash like a month before the movie came out? Like this movie would have been shelved forever
1: either that or they would have capitalized on it and it would have been, probably remember, like, oh, remember Aaliyah's last film or, like, fucking the, her film debut and then she died and it was eerily like the movie. But, yeah, it probably would have been, like, one of those things where they, like, where they showed, yeah.
0: There's, a, There's like, six movies sitting on the shelf just because Army Hammer was jerking off and sent some text messages.
1: I, I still... I still think of that tweet at least once a day. Fuck it. I want to. What did he say? I want to come while thinking of breaking. Yeah, he's like,
0: (laughs) he's like, I'm going to come when I break your bones. I want to drink your blood, and then he's like, I'm a fucking cannibal. I'm going to remove one of your ribs and eat it, and then just like,
2: what a fucking (laughs) psycho. (laughs) That's literally like. Like, even me, I'm a big meme guy. Like, if somebody texted that to me, I'd be like, what the fuck? Wouldn't it
0: suck if he really just, like, him and his friends just had, like, a crazy sense of humor and, like, that's the kind of shit they text each other and then it just got leaked out and he got in trouble?
2: That would, yeah. That would. Because that is like, we actually debated putting
0: out a shirt that just has a bat tweet on (laughs) it. Be so
2: awesome. It's <laughs> like blown up to fit the show. But,
0: but you know, like I watched like the like we rewatched The Lone Ranger like a month ago. Like still love the movie. Like it didn't it didn't change anything about it for me.
1: mm mm-hmm. Fucking I look know. at that. Here here they find, basically, yeah, the uh, Parker Posey and the other, the Alan Cummings, they find out, like, oh, you were a drunk in High School? Me too. I was a fucking, I was albino. I'm wearing makeup. It's it's so goofy. The movie's so fucking goofy. Like, it is very slapstick and just fucking, like, uh, you could tell, like, they were just, like, very, like, uh, kind of, uh, what's that movie? Fucking... uh, Awesome yeah. Powers Type and, of
0: humor And uh, yeah. yeah Like this movie Is mean, obviously not serious But like it gets Really goofy at the end where, where Alan Cumming Wipes off his shit And takes off his hair And I don't get why He's so bald Just cause he Like albinos Have hair Like they're not You know
1: Yeah Is he bald Or does he just have Like fucking weird no, hair No it's just like Little yeah.
0: strands of like hair Like he's bald Cause like his scalp Is like so white Yeah And then the manager fucking guy Gets yeah. naked for like No reason I don't get it
1: Cause he's a Chad and he's got a fucking solid ass jawline. that looks like it was chiseled from the gods mm-hmm. themselves.
0: And then the, 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 whatever they are, FBI guys, CIA guys show up and they're like, Oh, we're going to bust them. And then it's awesome. how Parker Posey is like, what? You knew about this all along. You were helping me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they just play it off. They're like, Oh no, we didn't. And it's like, they're the like, they didn't take him to jail. I'm good to see the big comes, letting us know that fucking, the, you know, the FBI always steps in and pretends yeah. like they're fucking shocked when they find this shit out, but they're always. But in they throw it. them
0: in jail anyway, yeah.
1: Mm hmm. You know who they should have got to play? The FBI agent, fucking uh, the guy from uh, Unsolved. Mysteries. Oh, yeah.
0: Mysteries. He, he, this guy does come off as Robert Stack, like.
1: Mm hmm. This is like the bootleg Robert yeah. Stack. This is like Albert. This is a. Uh, well, fucking. This is uh, his last name is Pyle. Yeah, Robert Pyle. So a so yeah, they basically threw them under the bus because like yeah we don't need you anymore because like fucking uh, you know doing our subliminal messages is way better in uh, movies instead of music and then they showed like a little ad there. Yeah, the subliminal ad tells you
0: like Joe post I guess is like the best movie you've ever seen or whatever.
1: And it did not work because fucking nobody remembers this movie
0: except us. That's why we're doing.
1: And it's got a it's got a five point something on the IMDb. Very that low T. That is tea. very
0: low T. Oh, what would you give this out of ten? I would give it like an eight out of ten.
1: I I have
2: so much fun with this movie, and it's just kind of a nostalgic movie. Even if I watch it,
1: and it's like it, it could give me the exact same like uh, fucking feeling, and just, just like none of the jokes land, and I'd still be like, oh, it's an eight. Like yeah, at least it's just, uh, for some reason it's just like. It scratches the itch.
0: It was one of those movies, I don't know if you felt this way, like it was like one of those movies where like on top of like the writing and everything. Like just the fact that the cast was like as expansive as it was and there were so many people from that time period in it that I remembered and yeah, I don't know. Like I think the cast is awesome. Like the cast itself makes it, uh makes this movie worthwhile. Mm-hmm. I wonder if the uh, Soska sisters were extras in this part during the concert scene.
1: I would probably, or maybe one of the music videos, maybe the bowling alley scene. It's yeah, hard to tell. Yeah, this would probably Because I think they ran into sense, those girls yeah. at the
0: mall or something, too. So maybe they were walking by in that scene. Yeah.
1: This is a, basically they're on stage now. Everything's been wrapped up. And now she's telling them, like, yeah, you guys, you've been tricked into liking our music. We're We're going to play now, and we hope you can listen to our music for what it is. And not like, you know, the ads That you're being sold So this is the first time they're hearing them For the first time And they go and they rock the place up Fucking leave their jaws on the floor Big stacy.
0: Yeah, my favorite song that they did Was the one at the beginning And, um oh, What right. was it? It's like It's, like it's been, been What was it? Like six hours and five long days For all your lies to be Oh For all your lies to come undone
1: Big Stacey's. They are. See, this song started out with a big wussy fucking like balladies intro, but then they get all yeah. rocky.
0: They rock it out. They they trick us. Stacys will do that to you when they're rocking out. They they, they kind of lull you into it. I was just thinking about it because like Rachel E. Cook is like one of those people like I always liked. Like she never was like in a ton of shit that like I loved, but she was you know a handful of movies. Like I liked this movie. I liked Antitrust. I liked Get Carter. Um. Is like one of those people that, you know, like the 2010s, 2012, 2015. I was like, damn, like I always thought she would have like a big resurgence, like not be like a major star, but that she would like you start seeing her on a regular basis again, you know? And
1: mm. uh, Yeah, she was one of those people that like I think it was just part of the whole Hollywood yeah. thing. Like she started like. Getting older looking And they were like Oh we, we gonna hire The younger looking crowd And then she She tried to get like You know the plastic surgery To keep trying to look Younger And it just They just like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know Really? I think so Because I saw a picture Of her on Wikipedia
0: From 2019 And I swear she like Looked exactly the same
1: Maybe Maybe I'm mixing her up I think but... you're thinking Of Terry I'm not she sure if they got
0: a lot of plastic surgery
1: Yeah she did Yeah I, I'm not sure if she ended up coming back for this new movie, uh, He's All That, but I, I'm interested in watching it just to see if she shows up. Yeah, you know? I remember <laughs> so hearing a to two get...
0: hour movie to see if somebody shows up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, like these uh, this uh, nostalgia bait movies, it's always kind of like, oh, I, I'll check it out. Yeah, she but... is,
0: and He's All That. Okay. Very but I, I don't even think she plays the the same character let me see but yes oh that'd be lame yeah she works like she has 97 credits including like recent stuff um but it's just like Mm. it's all like hallmark movies and stuff if you know what i mean like made for oh
1: fucking candace cameron type of shit yeah
0: it's it's sad because like after uh josie and the pussycats she did, like, like for a few years, she did, like, that thing where, like, she was, like, on one episode of, like, these TV shows that were on for years.
1: Mm-hmm. That fucking red hair she got is very Stacy in this movie.
0: Yeah, it is. But I think it's, I was looking very at it, Stacey. don't you think it's, like, a wig? Because, like...
1: I don't know,
0: yeah, maybe. Because it's real weird, like, her her makeup on her face, it gets blended up into her hair once she gets the red hair. Like, it's really weird, and her hair kind of, like, sticks out stiff
1: fucking stacy uh, see right there uh the 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 buddy uh the guitar player uh kind of friend he was like i've always liked you she's like i've always liked you it's like it's all wrapping up nice and very hollywood and then it showed the fucking uh the fanboy in the crowd who cries whenever she kisses <laughs> yeah. that the buddy it's like fucking that, that would have been me i'd have been like fucking no
0: like, josie's my stacy like the fan that thinks he's gonna get the uh the famous lady to go out <laughs> with them or whatever. Oh, yeah.
1: Then we get the, these little quick cuts of like just them having fun throughout yeah, the movie. She, she's a fun she's movie not even
0: here. the same character. She's all that. She plays a girl named Lainey Boggs. And then in he's all that. She plays Anna Sawyer.
1: I remember they were they're were talking about like oh we're gonna get Rachel Lee Cook to show up and Freddie Prince Jr. It's like I don't give a fuck about Freddie Prince Jr. But Rachel Lee Cook I will I will watch the movie for that. She's not even playing the same character. Very. Yeah, lame. I'm
0: surprised that uh, Freddie Prince Jr. has time to film anything because he he makes so many videos uh, talking about how shitty Star Wars fans are all day and all night. Yeah. Oh does. Because he he like did like a voice or something on a Star Wars cartoon. And now he's like one of those guys that comes out and is like, if you don't like what Disney's doing with Star Wars, because you can't grow the fuck up, and you're a loser, and you're blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, this coming from the guy who was a movie star, and then he was actually a creative writer for WWE for a few years, and then he did Star Wars voices. Yes, what? he was. And, <laughs> yeah, dude, that. yeah, dude, it's it's all true. And um, and then he <laughs> does a couple voices on Star It's like, get the fuck out. Who the fuck are you? Like...
1: There is a Star Wars connection with this movie. So two of the Pussycats later joined the Star Wars universe. Rachel Lee Cook voiced numerous characters in mm-hmm. video games and cartoons, and Rosario Dawson played uh, Ahsoka, Ahsoka yeah and the Ahsoka in the Mandalorian. Very yeah, stagnant. I also saw
0: Rachel Lee Cook does like a lot of voices for that robot chicken show that Seth Green does.
1: Yeah. Dog. Oh yeah, and, and Seth Green. He uh, voiced a character in the South, uh, in in the, in the Clone Wars show. Yeah. yeah, Clone
0: Wars is dog.
1: Dog. Now it's one of those movies, the comedy, and it ends with a bunch of outtakes. Yeah. What do you think of that? Do you think that brings you out of the continuity of the movie? or do you, Like, in a comedy, I think I mean, works. I think yeah.
0: it works, but it's like, I like the ones where instead of showing you outtakes, it shows you, like, deleted shit. Like, if you know what I mean, like there's, you know, some movies do that. Yeah. I, like just seeing people go like, oh, I fucked my lineup a <laughs> little. Like it, it's, I don't know. It doesn't do that much for me. Like, it's fine. I like seeing the actors more than I like just seeing blank credits. You know what I mean? But
1: yeah, like they always just make it look like it's just a fun party to work on a movie when, you know, like really, it's probably pretty yeah. hard. It probably, it's probably kind of a nightmare for like some of the people working on it that are like have a deadline and all yeah. that shit. Have a setup. They like probably the, shit. the
0: guy who has to like do it. Remember our boy. By the way, we 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 should be getting some thank yous because uh, we just did video violence and big surprise. Three weeks later, they announced the Blu rays coming out. But um, dog,
2: that is a shot on video movie. What is the point of a Blu
0: Ray?
2: <laughs> I'm not complaining. I mean, bro. I'll
0: <laughs> buy it if like they go back to the original tapes and it actually looks better. But um, but yeah, like uh. You know, remember that director? He got mad on, on the outtakes because cause they popped the video back out and he was mad, saying, Okay, that's a funny joke, but it takes longer time. And, you know, the wasting tape, those tapes that cost like three bucks each.
1: Imagine if he was shooting on film where it actually is like 70 bucks a fucking canister of
0: film. Already. Yeah, some of the Pussycats vocals were performed by Biff Naked. I used to see her all the time on Much Music, which was like the Canadian MTV. She was like a. I mean, she did pop music, but she was, like, one of those ones that looked like a punk girl with tattoos and stuff. But she sang kind of, like, pop punk, you know, stuff at the time.
1: Fucking a regular female Mm Blink-182 over here.
0: It's weird, though, because, like, if this movie came out now, you know, especially if it was, like, Disney who put it out. It would be like, oh, you don't even understand the level of, of female power that's in this. We got we got women over here. We got women over there. There's women making the costumes. There's women making the food that everybody, oh, there's so much.
1: Now there was a woman director yeah. in this movie. But yeah. it's like
0: at the time when it came out, everybody was like, oh, like, you yeah, know, it's just a movie.
1: <laughs> I do. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just a pander. And that gets annoying. But like, yeah, it's like. I miss when it wasn't like a, a big identity yeah. thing. Maybe that's something like we'll we'll ever get. Will that will we ever get back yeah. to that? No.
0: it's interesting. Betty Thomas well, was the second year director. She directed a lot of movies herself, like big comedies. Oh, oh so- yeah,
1: they they we talked over the remake of the uh, you know the the famous Josie and the Pussycat. They yeah. did that, uh, cover that, and like the the rock version. On the show. Or the, the movie, I mean. Yeah. And now it's playing the du jour. <laughs> that, that is one of the... There's deleted scenes on this DVD mm. I'm looking at. There is a, there's a commentary with the directors and the producer. Uh, there's uh, deleted scenes. There's uh, Josie and the Pussycats, Three Small Words music video. And there's two du jour music videos. Mm. Very
0: jad. And uh, Josie and Pussycats did a cover of Real Wild Child. Well, th- yeah. That was like the especially if it was a movie that had kids doing goofy shit. That was like in the eighties and nineties, like every trailer had that. Like kids running around going, I'm a real wild child. I think the even Problem Child it's did it, didn't they? oh
1: yeah. Fucking real like a school. Like a blue, Look, blue, Amazon.com blue. is a
0: registered trademark of Amazon. This was some early Bezos invasion right here. Fucking
1: Bezos. He was he, he was part of BigCom way back then he was like one day I will have a big cock shaped fucking spaceship uh, and <laughs> I'll fly into
0: outer space and then I'll brag that all my employees made it happen.
1: Fucking uh, stay in space. <laughs> we don't want you.
0: I actually I actually read an article about his wife cuz like they got divorced like 2 years ago and she got like hundreds of billions she's actually like just goes to like charities and like sends them a payment of like 20 million and they're like what out of nowhere they're like oh what the fuck and they're like they're saying all this charity she's doing so that Bezos uh, money is actually going somewhere now it's pretty interesting Big Stacey yeah Big and she's still got like billions like cause like she divorced him and then like married like a school teacher or something and like that's all she does with his life is look for charities to give money to I have big props to her
1: Hell yeah. Fucking behind every fucking uh, ugly-ass yeah. ball, dude, there is a Stacy she actually is a Stacey, too. I all a
0: picture of her, so...
1: Oh yeah. See, this is the PG thirteen version I am watching. It has the uh, the little blue motion picture has been rated screen here. I am not watching the PG not. version. Yeah, thankfully. I watched the
0: PG thirteen version too. So yeah, so I guess that's it for Josie and the Pussycats. This was actually your pick, and I was like, oh yeah, I like that movie, but I hadn't seen it. You know, since I rented it way back in the day. It's like, like I said, I mean, to talk about a movie that's criminally underrated, you know what I mean?
1: It is oddly like. If, uh, you know what's funny too is like apparently they were Archie comics. They were really like fucking hesitant about this movie and even told people not to watch it. But like now in the new show Riverdale, it's apparently it's dark yeah. and all this shit. The, basically, what's considered socially acceptable for comic book movies now, but it's a show. And uh, apparently Josie and the like the characters show up there, and, and like yeah. Yeah,
0: I wouldn't mind seeing an Archie movie done in the style that this movie was. Like like. uh
1: I don't think they'll ever do fun comic no. book movies anymore. It's all about fucking just like being super serious and dramatic, super now. serious,
0: dramatic, and paying tribute to you know your home country of China. Oh yes. So, so yeah. Oh, yes. So I mean, definitely, this was a good pick. I'm I'm glad you you know you brought it up. And yeah,
1: when you when you remembered the movie though, did you remember that that was Rosario Dawson? Oh yeah, that
0: was like the number one thing I remembered about the movie. <laughs> I, didn't, I I yeah. honestly think that was like the only reason I kind of rented it at the time in all honesty cuz um
1: did you know of her before though was she bigger than I thought uh, she was
0: she wasn't a star but I knew her and it, because you know like one of those things where you see somebody in like either the first thing they're in or like the 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 really close to the beginning you know as a as a well was I a kid I don't know I think it was a teenager whatever you know whatever age I was probably I was probably like 18 but uh my dad took me to see that movie Kids.
2: Oh yeah. And if you're here yeah. Rosario
0: Dawson tell her story about how she got into whatever, was well, she was just like a regular kid, like living in New York, and like somebody came up to her and was like, Oh, you should be in this movie and like she was in that movie and like she was super young, she was like fifteen, so like her family like moved like cross country. You know, after she shot the movie, and then when the movie came out, like, all these people were calling her saying, like, oh, we really want to work with you, put you in more movies. So, it was, it was literally, like, first, and she's a good actress, too. I mean, if you watch, like, a lot of stuff she's in. Mm. But, um, yeah, it was just one of those things, like, she really got chased in the, you know, and it's like, what are the, because you know, whenever you see somebody that's like that, that, like, um, uh, you just kind of accidentally gets in the movies, and they actually turn out to be good, like, what are the chances of that, you know what I mean?
1: Exactly, fucking, uh, same thing with our boy Eddie Furlong, who can fucking come out of his mouth, and uh, he like, uh, thankfully Rosario Dawson did not go down the same path with the drugs Um, and stuff that Eddie Furlong did. Yeah, because like,
0: so she did kids, and then she did a short movie, or you know, short whatever, short film, and then she did He Got Game, which that He Got Game was the one where she really broke out as uh, the guy's girlfriend or whatever, playing Lala Vanilla. And then, like after that, it was it was off and running. She was getting cast and everything.
1: Do we owe fucking uh, the greatness of our girl to Larry Clark? I think, who made I think we do.
0: I think we gotta go there. Fucking
1: Larry. Larry, you are a weird guy, but fucking you, you did a good thing.
0: I like some of my other uh, favorite uh, Rosario Dawson favorites is I love her her part she plays in Sid City. She's really fucking awesome in that. Did you ever see that, Zach?
1: That was that a TV no Sin show? City
0: the movie it's like a comic book movie it's like black and white oh
1: I was in a Spin yeah. City or something like that yeah I remember yeah. that movie hell yeah the the uh, who did that our was boy that, uh... Robert
0: Rodriguez yeah and then yeah. I obviously I love her in Death Proof and uh, she, she, yes. the other movie I really like her in it was a movie that like it was like a Weinstein movie and because like all their bullshit came, when it came crashing down she was in this movie called Kill Shot. With, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, it's got like Mickey Rourke is a hitman, like, uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt is like his partner, and then like, like a, a regular guy, like, witnesses something they do, uh, played by, uh, Thomas Jane and his wife is, um, what's her name? Diane Lane. So, like, it's like this thing of like they keep fucking with this guy and like trying to find him and kill him and stuff because, like, he witnessed whatever some shit they did. But in that movie, Joseph Gordon Levitt, uh, he's like a, like I don't know what you call like a poor guy who lives in a trailer. Rosario Dawson is his girlfriend and like they totally like ugly ugly her up and like put like fake zits on her face and stuff.
1: And she probably still Stacy.
0: Like, they make her pretty grody, and they make her character, like, really, like, sad, because she's all like, yeah, kill this guy, get his money, and then we can get away from here, and all that. So, like, you really feel sorry for her, like, you know what I mean? And, like, they have her in, like, mm-hmm. old dirty sweatshirts and shit, and it's just, like, that's, like, one of my favorite roles of hers, um...
1: I, 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 something tells me that Joseph Gordon-Levitt he should start a podcast and call it Levitt or Leave It. <laughs> that
0: would be awesome.
1: <laughs> it's a clever pun. It's a clever pun, and it's just right there. It's so easy. He should he take should. it. That would. And his first guest should be Rosario Dawson. I should talk about how they ugly her up for that movie. Do you think they put fake zits on her? or Do you think they just like made her like a. Uh, take a bath and use chocolate bars as soap. <laughs> like this will make you break out.
0: That sounds like some Larry Cohen shit. Like, get, or some Harmony Crane shit. Like, get in oh, the. Yeah. Remember, he made that kid get in the tub with spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: that's like the most like uh, odd I scene know. of the movie too. That's the scene I was remember. the really kid's
0: at. taking a, a bath, and if you look on the background, the wall of the bath, he has uh, pieces of bacon taped to the. wall. Hell yes, yeah. yeah I'll chance. send you some pictures of of her in that movie. She's great in Clerks too, as well. Like she kind of honestly really saves that movie, but whatever.
1: I I think that movie yeah. is good. Yeah, I like. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the third one. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, uh, you know what's gonna be weird is if the first two are shot on film and then the new one looks like that Jane saw about reboot. Yeah, movie. like like a video like thing. It, look,
0: you know, yeah, not yeah. not to be negative because I like the movie and everything, but that's kind of how I felt about the Bill and Ted Part Three was like you just had that you know yeah video look.
1: The, 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 we're definitely missing something when they don't shoot it on film. It seems yeah. like yeah. Uh,
0: before I forget, I just wanted to say uh, a thank you to the listeners. Also, thank you to Zach, as uh we this this last month that just closed the month of August, um. Yeah, yeah, like we're a little bit behind, so this episode will come out later. But yeah, August we have our highest downloads ever, baby. Hell I yes, yeah. There you go. Uh, I I want to say it was our video violence episode that dropped on the first of the month, but it's just really the listeners, you know, downloading everything total. So.
1: Mm-hmm. Big, big fucking dang. See, fucking big comes trying to stifle us, but they can't. We're too big.
0: Yeah, like, as much as everybody probably hates that, you know, all we talk about is on the podcast now is cum. It's like, the, the downloads have tripled, so. <laughs> I'm not complaining. We'll talk about
1: it. <laughs> fucking hell, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so, I, so, I don't know, because this will probably come out. I don't even know when this will come out, honestly. Sometime in the. The, the winter, summer. I don't know. But, uh,
1: you know what, too? I'm looking at my DVD copy of Josie and the Pussycats right now. If I, I could set this up in front of me and I, if I just zoned out and tried to med, meditate and shit, I could probably do a hands free cum oh, just yeah. looking at yeah. it.
0: I, I think if you close oh, yeah. your eyes and sniff the DVD case, you could.
1: Mm-hmm. very stacy these days this uh, fucking uh, this movie could just be called stacy like I'm, I'm convinced if you get those sunglasses from they live you put it on this is just a dvd it's just a white background it just says stacy exactly
0: so what's some of the uh, in the near future what's some of the the big chad moves power moves you're making on mac and zach save the world
1: we just did a, uh, a commentary for Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, and uh, fucking, uh, we did uh, on BTM, uh, you know, on the Revival House, you can check the Mac and Zach Save the World. You can check out BTM Podcasts and a bunch of other... For the BTM, we recently did... Uh, Uh, Fast Times at Richmond High, and we did a big comp for Phoebe.
0: Yeah, it was very perplexing. You guys actually did that as a live stream commentary. You're getting very fancy with that, uh, whatever that account that Aaron set up for you guys. But uh, what was the the cover Mm -hmm. photo? It was like an old band pretending to be Weezer. (laughs)
1: Yeah, usually I take some joke that's made in the fucking show, and at some point, like the 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 last scene where they're at the the dance party in the high school, I was like, oh, they got Weezer to play because they look they had like Buddy Holly looking uh, suits on, and and so I I just made that connection. So for the for the, the you know the thumbnail on YouTube, it shows the the band, and it, it's made to look like the the Weezer Blue. It boo looks da,
0: exactly like it. It's so weird because like, especially when you see the Buddy Holly looking guy in the front. And but then, but then oh, you yeah. see the guy with the the jerry crow afro and you're like oh i don't remember that guy being a weezer
1: mm-hmm. they're fucking big calm they tried they they made him leave and like tried to like erase him from history basically. yeah they
0: always like step in and make shit bland but uh yeah mm-hmm. so you got magizac save the world you got the revival house network coming out with btm also cinema enema
1: cinema enema that's our uh our review show we don't do commentaries there. we like well i pick a movie uh my boy aaron has never seen he picks a movie i've never seen and we reviews it we did uh the latest one we had a uh, riverman the og he used to be on btm but now he's kind of branched off because he's got a kid and a family now but every once in a while he'll come on and he, uh, that was kind of his episode because uh, we talked about the romero movie uh uh land of the all dead all three land of you of guys
0: dead. had pretty low yeah. t takes
1: <laughs> you a, you a big fan of that i one? mean
0: it's one of those things i'm not a big fan like in relation if i compare it to other ones but like yeah i like it a lot like i would probably give it an eight out of ten like i don't like like uh-huh. other than like what you guys said about it 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 could have looked a little grittier i guess and like the lead mm-hmm. guy, I even like in it. I just don't like the way he's like overly manicured or whatever. But, uh, but I like, mm-hmm. I, I like Ozzy yeah. in it. I like it. And like, I don't, like, I don't really see that movie as being as political. Like, to me, the way Romero does politics is the way I like it. Whereas like he just barely scrapes the surface like references. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't agree, think he's, yeah. re- I don't I agree, think he's yeah. like, like some people, they really preach to you and let and try to make you fucking see whatever political shit they want you to see Whereas i think romero just like he he looks at something and he's like oh that's an interesting idea to a story i don't really think that you know what i mean
1: i think it was the fucking having uh the the character say that line and that was really what fucking just like just threw people over the edge like the thing is too is i i try to never let shit like that bother yeah. me like I could watch a movie that has a total fucking like super conservative bent and like, well, think about it. Whenever we watch those movies, it turns out to be like uh, like the Death Wish movie, like Death Wish 3. It's very like fucking yeah. like by the book, like fucking the, the, the criminals should get fucking punished and shit like that. I watch that shit and I, I laugh. I'm like, this is fucking fun. Like, I don't think like this is how we should run the yeah. world or anything like that. But, like, yeah, fucking, I can never imagine getting super offended because a movie's super, like, right-wing or political. Like, I, I don't let that shit bother me.
0: Yeah, like, like to me, I always think, okay, like, what is the situation that the movie's portraying, right? Like, like I don't think you can make a Rambo movie with a left-wing slant to it, you know what I mean? It's just the situation yeah, yeah. kind of dictates what happens, you know? And, like, with the, with the we-don't-negotiate-with-terrorist thing, like, I, I mean i know george bush is famous for saying that but i like i feel like i've been hearing that line like my whole life kind of like you know what I mean? I don't...
1: exactly fucking uh, we all feel it fucking i i've been negotiating with terrorists every day of my life my fucking boss this fucking asshole like fucking uh the bullies yeah. at school fucking like uh we can all we can all agree with that exactly.
0: So yeah, so so that's it for Josie and Pussycat. I feel like we gotta go find another Rosario Dawson movie to talk about now. We do. We did Clerks. We, do. we can do. We'll have to do Clerks too. Uh, right when the third one comes out or something.
1: Hell yes, I am because they down. got her
0: back. I saw a, a set photo; she was there. So
1: I am excited. I hope it turns yeah. out good. I like that he's writing what he knows, and he's basically bringing it full circle and making it kind of a semi autobiographical way to kind of like now the the I don't know if you've heard it but the story is going to revolve around uh basically uh Randall kind of deciding he's going to make a independent film about fucking the, you know uh, yeah so I'm I'm looking forward to hopefully cuz I think like yeah you can really bring it into like you know the coming, because it kind of is like a coming of age story, like coming of middle yeah. age almost. I think it could work. Yeah. No,
0: I think I think a big, I really like. I'm trying to think about it. The only one I've never watched was Jersey Girl. um
1: I saw that in the theater. I was so let where... down. I was expecting J. <laughs> Hop- to shit. show up or something.
0: Like I would watch it, but it's just like yeah, it's just like I th- isn't Rosario Dawson in it or no? Who plays the know. love think, interest? Because uh, like J-Lo... Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, it's Liv Tyler plays the love interest. Yeah.
1: Liv Tyler. For a little known fact, uh, her her middle name is to suck Really?
2: Amazing. <laughs> I stole that joke. She lives to...
1: Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Fucking Liv Tyler. She, she dying. I fucking
0: miss
1: had, her. Whatever happened to her. I think she just yeah.
0: uh, had kids, and when you have millions and millions of dollars, you're like... You're like eh, whatever. You know. You know what's like, kind of the best Liv Tyler movie. If you like to see her portrayed in a Stacy fashion, you ever see that movie? And you probably mm. haven't. But you ever see that movie one night uh, at McCool's? I, uh... Yeah, it's like another one that, like at the time, people are like, "This is a Pulp Fiction ripoff," but it's really nothing like Pulp Fiction. But like, yeah, mm. that that might be a good oh, one yeah. to dig up. In all honesty. It's 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 got a uh, uh, mm-hmm. Matt Dillon, uh, Liv Tyler, and our boy Andrew Dice Clay playing the hit man.
1: Fucking Chad, yeah. so I'm I'm already yeah. sold.
0: <laughs> Your nipples are already hard like Joe Rogan in the hot tub, huh? <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah my my nipples have fucking hard on fucking uh, giant erect nipples yeah. themselves.
0: Amazing. Th- that's the way it should be when you're watching a film like this one we watched tonight, huh?
1: Mm, exactly
0: so yeah so that's it everybody i want to thank you for listening um if you happen to this is the first time you've ever listened to the show because you're a josie and the pussycats fan and you want to hear some people cover it uh we're sorry but uh but if you're a regular graveyard listener we get we, we always got more coming around down the pipeline and we thank you guys for not only always listening, being faithful and loyal to the show, but uh, you know, helping us uh, get more and more downloads. Cause, you know, if we get too few downloads, uh, our overlords are gonna take us off the air, ain't they, Zach?
1: Exactly. They're gonna fucking beat us, and <laughs> rake us against the fucking coals. They will like basically whenever an episode comes out that it doesn't get, they basically torch. Like you've heard of that? What's that Chinese? Yeah, water they drip water on you. They they do that with their oh. gum, like they just fucking uh, they they spray it like it's not like a drip, it's like a big fucking geyser, and it just hits us right in the forehead. Amazing.
0: So any, Never saw anyway, it. thanks again, everybody, and we'll see you again soon, right back here in the movie graveyard.
1: Dog. You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows, visit electronicmediacollective.com.